On this very special episode, we talk about Star Wars, Episode 8, The Last Jedi. And as always, there will be spoilers. Hear our complete review of the film with favorite moments, memorable characters, and how this definitely didn't go the way we thought it would. Also, green milk, space silence, porgs, and more on this standalone episode of the Mousepire Podcast. Hi, I'm Anthony. I'm Diggs. And welcome to Mousepire, your source for Star Wars, Disney, and everything in between. This is the podcast where both empires collide. It's that time again, calling all Porgs, Wookiees, Jedis, and Sith. You're listening to Mousepire's The Last Jedi, spoilerific review show, and go. Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars. We are um, excited because we all seen Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, oh I didn't know we had to have seen it already. Oh, oh, that oh. was a prerequisite. Oh. Wow. Okay. Bye. 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 No, we're coming in hot though, right? That's what we decided. We're coming in hot. Spoiler. Biggest spoiler of the movie. Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's. Father. Whoa. 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 Get oh, wait. Out of oh, here. wait. That was Empire. Oh, this wasn't Empire. Oh. That was the problem. It was supposed to be. Oh, okay, okay. oh that's, that's right. It. Because everybody predicted that they were going to remake Empire just like how Force <laughs> Awakens was a remake of. Oh, a new okay. Hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to start out like that because that's how we're going to be. We're going to throw all the fire on all the haters. We're going to throw. All shade and all the shaders, shaders, directors. <laughs> yeah, nope. We're not made doing any hate on directors except for you, maybe you, Tim. Can't spell Ryan. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, we do have that was Diggs. That was continuing Diggs. <laughs> on from our weekly episode. We do have Tim Chicka Chicka Fresh, Fresh, what? Darth Chicka Chicka Fresh <laughs> over here, and then Dan the Man Levitan. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Little bit of a good morning Vietnam reference right there. Yep, yep. So uh we're here for our super spoilerific review show of The Last Jedi. As I said, this is spoilers from this moment on. This is your only warning. This is not going to go the way you think. It's not. Well, you know what? He's exactly right, because I would think we're pretty much all going to be in consensus by the end of this podcast that that movie did not go the way anybody thought. No, 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 it didn't. So uh, do we want to start with some uh, box office? Because, you know, it's a nice, easy thing to start out with, the being that uh, we uh, there's no discussion involved. Well, I, I didn't go to the box office. I bought them online. Oh, <laughs> does anybody? Yeah, you know what they do? Because when we went, there was a big old long line. Uh, when we went for the second time uh, yesterday, there was a big old long line at the box office. People buying tickets. I'm like, really? People buy movies, still walk up and buy tickets. I'm like, kind of. Those are the same people who are still uh, 
uh, watch DVDs. Oh, right. What <laughs> DVD? DVD? <laughs> Betamax? What? <laughs> yes, yeah, so Star Wars The Last Jedi, of course, came out with uh, releases on Thursday night, the last Thursday night, with, well, they had 6 o'clock releases if you bought the special package, which was way overpriced. And then you had, of course, starting with your 7 o'clock, Showings. I personally saw nine thirty. What time did you see your first uh, showing? I saw seven showing. Okay, seven good showing. job, Tim. Ten fifteen on Thursday. Thursday night, ten fifteen, and then we saw Saturday at uh, seven fifteen at Disney with the Dolby. I saw the IMAX by Anthony's recommendation, the Dolby Atmos IMAX three D at nine a.m. on Sunday. Your second time. Why would you get up so early to see 3D? Because I was done by noon, and I had the rest of the day. And he got Matt Night prizes. Yeah, which was still like 12 bucks. Uh, We'll get into later which format you liked better and uh, stuff like that. We'll talk about that later. And you? I saw it at 10 o'clock. Yeah, you had the nice theater, though. And with Dolby, yeah. Yeah, So you had the reclining I saw this guy there. Dan was there. So you saw it in Dolby. I also saw... Uh, Rebecca and I also saw in Dolby on Thursday night at 9.30. The only reason we had to wait until 9.30 was because the 6 o'clock, uh, the, uh, the package showing oh, the package was, the first was, the was in Dolby also. Mm. So the only way to have seen the first showing in Dolby would have been by, to buy the stupid $75 now, package. Let's talk about um, lines for a second. Did you encounter any? Uh, no. Did you have to actually wait in a line, or was it just at the box office? No, pretty much just uh, not even at the box office, really. we just went, Once we realized that we didn't have to wait at the box office, especially the second time, once we realized we just had to walk up to the counter and just show show our you know show our app or whatever. But did you have and just scan? Did you have ticket. Uh, I have AMC, and so did you I have just seats though. Assigned? Oh yeah, we had assigned seats. See, I, I have not seen it yet where we have assigned seats, so I've twice now dealt with lines. Oh, see, we've both times had assigned seats, so we just showed up and just go right to our seats. Did you all buy your tickets when they went on sale, or did you get it like closer to? No, just the day of La- the the Force Awakens. I bought the tickets like three months in advance. Yeah, I did. I didn't oh, we all did this one. Well, uh, I, did, I did for this one too, actually. I did this one too, but I went to the 7 p.m. show wasn't in assigned um, seating. Really? That's weird. No, but the, there was nothing showing prior to that. So I was thinking I'm going to have to wait in the line a little bit outside. No, I this movie started at 7. I got there to the theater a little before 6 because both my brothers had already been down there, and they were already sitting in the theater. So I just went in and got some seats. Oh, because nothing was playing ahead of nothing time. Nothing was playing ahead let of everybody time. go yeah. in. Now that, that's not that's unlike the Force Awakens in Rogue One, where I did wait outside for a little while because it was kind of well, yeah, I think it was kind of before the seat thing was. Yeah, because I mean, obviously, if uh, if we had had the whole assigned seating thing, we would have avoided a whole debacle that we had with uh, Force Awakens, where we had really bad seats. If you guys want to hear about our really bad seats for Force Awakens, go back and listen to the super spoilerific Force Awakens review show. You have a neck ache. Yes, we had a huge neck ache, and, BB- and BB-8 looked like he was taller than Ray <laughs> because we were sitting off to the side, and because it was uh, in 3D, yeah. the 3D looked really weird. The 3D looks weird from the side. Yeah, it looks yeah. really bad from the side, and we were up front, so it was really bad. But uh, fortunately, there was future... And you paid in it. You bought three tickets three months in advance. And we bought three tickets three months in advance for that one. How did so, that happen? Uh, don't ask. <laughs> but, you got uh, there super late, or what? Uh, let's just say that there was a... Uh, Unnecessarily long uh, stop at Disneyland prior. Oh, that uh, sounds like a Diggs problem. No, maybe that's Shadow's fault. 
Uh, it's one of their faults, oh, okay. but it definitely wasn't mine because <laughs> I, I was I wasn't driving. I can honestly say I don't remember. That's a good uh, way and, to get out of this what? conversation. And I can honestly say that that's probably true, and I believe him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, no, it, uh, we, it was nice to, it's definitely nice to have the whole assigned seating thing nowadays. Now, uh, when her and I went to see it yesterday, uh, there was somebody in our seat, but uh, it was fine. We just sat, kind of sat off beside them, so... Uh, you know, with a seat between. Plus that deal. one we, we saw in uh, IMAX the second time we saw it in IMAX with no 3D, right? Because the Kavina, the Kavina up here, the AMC in Kavina has IMAX with no 3D, which is one of the only IMAXs I think with no 3D anymore. But uh, we saw it, but that one doesn't have the recliners yet. It's the only, only the IMAXs I guess haven't had the recliners put in around here. Anyways, I didn't know I didn't have the recliner for the IMAX. What I'd like to, but we had recliner for the Dolby. What I'd like to see next is uh, Dolby IMAX. Exactly. Is IMAX. Well, if they have Dolby IMAX, but I'd like to see Dolby, excuse me, IMAX, no 3D, but with a nice seat with a recliner. Exactly. Where I think eventually they're going to get the recliners into the IMAX. I think that just because of uh, uh, actually Rebecca brought up a very good point that once you put in, I think it was. Was that you that said about the seats? Yeah, when you take out the seats, the recliners. Maybe it was my mom that said it then. Maybe my mom said it. Anyways, that once you, because you know the recliners take up more room than the yeah, uh, regular you, seats. You lose seats. So you're gonna lose seats. Become sixty. And a lot of people, they try to pack in as many people in the IMAX 3D as they can, especially the IMAX 3D. So I don't know if they're as inclined to lose those wow, seats. That, that one in Ontario, though. Well, yeah, I mean that's one of the uh, older ones. Yeah, but, but man, I saw what did I see there? Oh, my AMC. Yeah, Ontario Mills. Yeah, Batman. Was, Batman. Dark Knight. Does remember oh, where the, last the original one. IMAX was? The big one here. Uh, well, there was the one at the Science Center in LA, the one they used to play uh, "The Dream Is Alive" all the like all the time. I remember there was the one, one the that shuttle. was like in a, uh, it was like in a tent off the four hundred five where the rave movie theaters are now in like Baldwin Hills. Oh yeah, I know which one you're talking about. And it said IMAX. It was like a big draw. On the yeah, side. that was one of the uh, the first standalone ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that. It was one of the first ones that actually started showing movies. Right. But Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. So getting back to Star Wars with the. Uh, well, today is Wednesday, and Star Wars is due to probably uh, the Last Jedi should be hitting six hundred million globally by tomorrow. So by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be well over probably getting close to six hundred fifty million. What did they? Uh, what did they? What did the movie cost to make? You know, uh, that that I do not know. I don't think that they really didn't announce. I don't, I don't remember really, hearing that. Was it? I mean, do you think it could be the three hundred million that? Uh, well, it, it made it back already because wasn't it two fifty that first weekend domestically anyway? Yeah, domestic actually five day total in uh, North America alone is two sixty two. That's from Thursday, so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. That's through Monday, and then the overseas figures are about the same. So it earned twenty one point eight million overseas. Opening night, I guess that has to be an opening night number. Oh no, that's on the fifth day. So it's talking about the fifth day. It earned uh, so actually on uh, Monday it earned twenty point three million, and then earned twenty one point eight million overseas on Monday. And actually uh, had the it was the uh, not as big as Force Awakens, 
but it still beat Jurassic World for the second biggest five day ever, which was Jurassic World was two fifty eight. And they got two sixty two. Force Awakens was three twenty five. Dang. I saw yeah. the I saw the preview for Jurassic World two when I saw it for the second time. I saw it both times. I didn't see it the first time. Yeah, I saw it both times too. I thought it was interesting, just real quick, that uh, they showed the old Ready Player One trailer with mm-hmm. the IMAX. You saw the old Ready Player One trailer, the first Ready, the first one. I don't remember seeing the one without one. the Easter egg. I know which one you're talking about. Yes, yeah. but that's the first time I'd seen it. Anyway, okay, so, so I was, you wouldn't I have known if no, it was the first, it was or, the first second or second one. No. Yeah, with IMAX, they were showing the first Ready Player One trailer. But in Dolby and every other format, for, as far as I know, they're playing the new, brand new Ready Player One trailer, which I thought was kind of weird. And I just have to say real quick, the Affinity Roar trailer, whether it was Dolby, whether it was IMAX, freaking amazing. Really good. Yeah. Just yeah. got me goosebumps and ready for that shit to come out. <laughs> so we've all seen this movie twice? No. You've seen it once? Yes. And you've seen it twice? Twice, twice. And you've seen it twice? twice. Yeah. You've seen it so twice. So how much have you spent on movie tickets? Just for this movie. Uh, you don't want to know. No, no, just for you. Oh, just for me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, $25. Okay. Anthony? Just for me? Yeah, just for you. Well, I mean, whatever two movies is. Well, I don't know. How much was it? I don't know. Different prices at different prices. I don't remember if I get a discount well, I, the first the... time. But, I mean, yeah, I probably like $30 or something like that. $30 something. Uh, dollars. Your, one, your one ticket cost you how much there, Dave? I don't know. 20 bucks maybe? No, I wasn't. Oh, you got the Dolby feature. Yeah. So I think it was only Probably like 18. Yeah. I think Dolby's like 18. I don't have it in my wallet. Elizabeth has the, the card, but uh, I have spent all of nothing to see this movie twice because I have this amazing thing called Movie Pass. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 10 bucks a month. This was like the sixth and seventh movies we've seen this month with this thing. Granted, we spent a bunch of money in concessions that we wouldn't have otherwise spent. We don't have to buy tickets, but uh, yeah, man, the days of like hopping in for a second movie theater, second movie, I think are over. I don't, <laughs> I, don't I don't have the patience for that. What two? In I a don't row? have no. I can't. I don't have the patience for that. Well, we used to do that. Like, I, mean, I don't you know. The if there's a second movie plan and it's right afterwards, like, yeah, I'll just go hop over and see it. You know, I, I was known for doing that. Well, I, yeah, I'll, I'll admit it. But this this movie pass thing is great. You spend ten bucks a month and you can see one movie every day for free. Off air, you asked me why I went to the nine o'clock show for IMAX 3D. It was because it was only twelve bucks. There you go. <laughs> Instead of like eighteen. Yeah, that's why. Well, that and like I said, my day was over earlier. So anyway, back to Star Wars. Yes. No, the only reason I asked is because they have 3D IMAX showings all day, but you can only see non-3D IMAX at noon unless you go to Rolling Hills, which I don't think that's even a real IMAX. I don't know. I don't even know where that is. Anyway. Like uh, upper level of Torrance. Of yeah, I know. Where, Rolling Hills Estates. I know where that AMC is. I've actually been it's a there. nice one. It's yeah. really, you have to walk a long time to get to it. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> that parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> parking lot. I don't even want to talk about it. It makes me bad. It makes bad memories. Yeah, so uh, we're looking at probably a seven-day total for sure. Looking at uh, at least o- over $300 million domestic. Uh, with uh, we'll have to see what kind of drop off they get with Jumanji, Pitch Perfect three, and The Greatest Showman. Oh no! Plus this coming week, out this yeah. weekend the uh, uh, the one where they shrink the people. I'm really excited to see that too. But um, you know what I'm talking about? 
now. Yes, yes. Yeah, Damon's in it. Yeah, they shrink. Oh, the that one. Five. That's gonna. I think that's gonna do well as well. I don't, is that this weekend? Yeah. Or is that Christmas Day? Twenty second. Oh, okay. I was actually. Christmas Day. I don't know Jumanji. why. I, I don't know why it wasn't mentioned on here because this mentions Jumanji, Pitch Perfect, and Greatest Showman. Just, did, I think the only one that's really gonna cut into uh, Star Wars would probably be Jumanji. Jumanji. Because you yeah. got the kids and you got the yeah. the Rock, the, the Rock, rock Jack Black, Jack Black, and all that. When the Force and, Awakens came out. Were there any contending movies through the through the? I don't no, remember. I don't. I don't I'd no. actually, I'd have to hate, go back and look. I want to tell you no hateful because I think eight. everybody stayed clear. Christmas Day, Hateful Eight. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's okay. Right. But that's out. an entirely different audience. Yeah. Totally. Definitely. But, all, right, all right. Real quick, I was going to say that I was going to go watch uh, Pitch Perfect Three today. Today. I had the I had tickets to go watch it today. And I'm here. I'm not even watching it because I'm here. <laughs> oh, but then again, I haven't seen one and two because I could care less. But <laughs> I had tickets anyway. Where are these tickets for? They're just it was like a preview or yeah screening. Oh, one of those like uh, GoFobo or something. Yeah, one of these things nobody ever invites. Me it was to. from Fandango. Oh, right on. Yeah, Fandango. Actually, it's gonna it's, dango you. I don't know about the third one, but the first one was pretty funny. They're all funny. They're the same thing, and like it's just the same thing over and over again. They're all funny. Okay, I'm looking at just up like right, Star Wars. I'm looking it up right now. The same, the stuff that came out about the same time as Force Awakens, Alvin and the Chipmunks Road Chip. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the that. one that they were like, "Oh, why would you even go against Star Wars with you know bringing because, that up?" Because that was a total. I remember the thought. It about was that. it was 2015's Ferdinand. <laughs> there you go. There you <laughs> go. It was basically Ferdinand. They were thinking people would go to the movies with their kids to try to see Star Wars. It would be sold out. So the alternative was Chipwrecked. Is that the one? Chipwrecked. No. Road Chip. Road Chip. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they would catch people that were there and already for sold out screenings. Okay. We've talked a lot about Star Wars and some other stuff already, but here, you know, what did everybody think of this movie? I think and then, what yeah, Hateful, Hateful Eight and Daddy's Home on December yeah. 25th that year. So you didn't really have a whole lot of, uh, lot of competing going on. No, they were smart. So yeah, everybody's pretty much stayed away from that. I think everyone's wondering what we thought of this movie. Yeah, I think it's time we go around and give initial thoughts. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, what did we say? I actually talked to you after. I talked to you both after. Emotional. I might have had some tears in my eye when it was over. <laughs> you know, I. You know what? Honestly, I laughed. I cried. And I got emotional. I just did. I'm going to sum it up in those three words. I know we're going to go more in depth later, but I'm going to say those three words to start it off. Uh, I liked it. I didn't know what I thought after the first time, so I watched it again. And then I thought, you know, I really like this movie. But there was just a lot of stuff that I liked. was like kind of, you know, what the hell or why or but. But what about this? Now, I, I don't want to get into any, anything right now because I know you know we got this we got this coming. But you you kind of seem to be the same way I am. Where the first time I see it, I just take it in. I just I don't try to analyze anything. I just did take you, the take the movie. Did in. Did you drink it in, man? I drink it in, man. I just took it all in, mm. and then I knew I'm going to see this in a couple of days, and there's going to be stuff. I leave the theater and start thinking, what about this? What about this? And what about this? Yeah. And I'm going to look for it the second time. Right. And there was some stuff I was wondering about. I admittedly at the in the last the last battle uh, scene on the first night, 
it was we saw it late at the end of a really long day for us, and I dozed Just off a couple asleep. times. Yeah. So I, I, uh, you know, I woke up as like things are, you know, Luke's like doing his right deal. as Darth Vader told him he was his father. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna have to see. This. I mean, obviously, I was gonna see it a second time anyway. I, I always planned on seeing it twice in opening weekend at yeah. least. That's gonna be at least three or four um, before I go back to work. Right. So, I don't know. I uh, I have some questions. I have some concerns. Yeah, I think we'll, a lot of people do, we'll but those. we'll get to uh, those. But yeah. I, you know, it's Star Wars. How can you not like it? Well, uh, did you see the holiday special? <laughs> well, okay, it's Star Wars. How can you not like every right, bit of it okay, except the holiday he's special? Go, well, Boba Fett's first appearance. Okay, you know, <laughs> you know, there was no Boba Fett in the Last Jedi. Everyone's disappointed about that. They are. I don't know. <laughs> I was saying words. Don't speak for Rebecca like that. Okay. <laughs> Diggs, what'd you think? I liked it. I liked the fact that uh, right off the bat, you had a lot, a lot of uh, action going on. I thought there was a lot of action in this movie. So yeah, there that's, was. That's one thing I really liked. It. I mean, I guess it was, you could expect that because the last one was more explaining what was going on. And, the, and then, of course, you know what was going on, and now it's continuing from that, and so you expect more action. So that's one thing I really liked about it. A little emotional, yes. No. Tears in my eyes for this one. Oh, I'm no, getting no, old and sick. You don't cry for nobody. I say, I'm a sap. I will cry just during everything. Oh, yeah, we know. We know. But, Fantastic. Yeah, but, we know. <laughs> but I did not cry during this movie. Me neither. I didn't cry during Coco either. Oh, shut, <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Next topic. <laughs> I uh, I did cry. I, I had tears. I had tears of happiness, sadness, all the emotions. You cried? Oh, like, uh, yeah. You know, I run the gamut, man. Yeah, man. I, had I some, laughed. I had like, like, tears of oh, joy, was, tears of sadness. Uh, well, I want to get to some of the laughing uh, at some point. Uh, I'll echo what you said. It's Star Wars. I mean, to me, to me that's what all, screw all the haters. Screw them all. Screw them all into the ground. They're not fans. They're not real sure. fans. They could talk about how they're fans all they want, you but you know find what? Something if like. they're fans, they'd like Star Wars, you know, uh, Holly Special, Ewok Adventures. And all of that crap, notwithstanding, Star Wars is Star Wars, whether it's prequels, whether it's JJ, whether it's Ryan, you like whether it's George. Then? You're saying now unequivocally you like the prequels? I like the prequels. Well, I, me, I, me I, never, I never argue <laughs> A that. lot of people really don't. Yeah. Oh, I, I know. That's what I mean. But those people, you know what? Those people, as much as they, they say they're fans, they're not real fans. They're not real fans. I don't care. I'll say it right now. You can turn off this podcast and kiss my ass. You're not real fans because yeah, so. you, you should like Star Wars. A real Star Wars fan likes Star Wars because it's Star Wars. Star Wars is Star Wars. Amen. Oh, I'm just gonna. That's my. That's my philosophy. Star uh, Wars is Star Wars is Star Wars. How about this? The original movies were like really pretty poorly done, but they're still so so great. Do you, you want to go like there already? Them, you no, but you no, no, like no. Them, you like them despite their fault. I understand I what you're saying because this. I do want to say something though that I have come to this realization that. Uh, and it's the realization that real star that real Star Wars fans has to have. Nothing will ever be the, the original trilogy. No, no. Nothing okay. ever will be the original trilogy. Nothing will ever be as Star Wars as the original trilogy because that is Star Wars. Now, now let me let me throw something at you. And Diggs saw this. You saw me with a bunch of students. Yeah. When I was there, okay, because um, I always try to pass it on, to pass on my love of this film. So I asked some to go. Like some uh, kids that I knew were already fans of it, and some ones I thought would like it. What I didn't, what you didn't know, is I had them watch the originals. I had them watch four, five, Whoa. and six. 
and told him, I'll take you if you watch four, five, and six, and seven. What about one, two, and three? No. Let's stay away from those for now. For now. <laughs> because they gave him four, five, and six because you, you would – four, five, and six, what? and no, seven. No, Rogue One. You can't. You got to have Rogue One before. Not, not yet. Because okay. be, Just because of the time period that it was. Four, five, six, seven, I'll take you to C8. So four, when you think about it from an outside perspective, we grew up with it. We love it. But four is hard to watch. Really There's so much dialogue in four, and that's not what this generation is. There's a lot of talking in episode four. So kids have a hard time. A lot of talking to all three of those movies. Kids have a hard time watching it because it's a lot of talking. That's what I was told. Well, that's what's happened. That's what happened. Five gets watched. The Michael Bay generation. Right. Five gets watched, and it's like, hey, that was a good movie. Five was a good movie, and it, it makes sense now for four. Four makes sense now because I watched five. Now I want to watch six to see what happens. No, but first you have to go back and watch one, two, and three, <laughs> and then you get well, to watch six. Well, I like that watch order. I've always been a fan of the... Uh, the uh, if they've never the, seen it before, that is the proper viewing order. The proper viewing order to me, I think, is, uh, is Rogue One, four, five, six. one, two, three, six, six seven, seven oh, eight. But I, I don't mean, get it, but I don't want it to be explained too. So. No, you no, watch, you don't, you don't you have to. You watch them, oh, don't you watch them early in life, so it doesn't matter. Uh, For no. us, it doesn't matter, but there's all these people that have never seen these movies, and they should know. It's a big it's a big time investment. You should know which order to watch them in where you're going to get the best experience. Oh, because if you really want to make it complicated, then you can include some Clone Wars and Rebels episodes that are essentials. Well, the, the whole, the you whole know deal was... These are? I know the, some. The whole deal was four, five, six, seven, because you knew what would, what would happen. Four, five, six happened, you, you get the story. Seven is 30 years later, so here you go. And then eight's going to be you know whatever eight was, because we didn't know at the time. But... They were invested enough to say, yeah, I right. liked it, especially after Seven. It's like, okay, I want to know, because that's more of a modern movie. I want to know what happens. Now it's like, okay, you need to go watch Rogue One so you can see kind of what happens before Four. And if, if you're really, really into it, I'll show you One, Two, and Three, because One is hard to watch, too. Phantom Menace is hard to watch. Parts of it. Yeah. Parts of it. <laughs> the whole middle of Attack of the Clones, it's, though. It's hard to watch if you don't know what's going on. If you try to start watching number one, and take it all the way through in its chronological order, you're gonna have because of the political stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a the hard politics watch. that are hard to follow. But, but that's what I think. That's what I think. Like uh, about that is like, yeah, we're still invested in it, but this generation is not like that. They're not like that at all. They're used to a different pace. You said it yourself. So there's a lot of action in this movie. Yeah, there was. Yeah, there was a lot of action in the in the movie. It started off it started off hot. You don't the have only, that. In the only movie, four. the only movie that has more action from the get go. Is episode three, yeah, Revenge of the Sith. You're right there, boom. Yeah. You're right, right into the space, battle. right into the space battle, which is boom. one of my favorites too. So I really, I like that movie. I really like Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. The uh, the fact that they brought in this something, no, I mean, none of us had ever even heard of the Dreadnought before, right? They bring in this massive ship, and I mean, I'm curious to see, like, in a book or something, what the scale of this thing is. Well, I mean, we see the scale of it compared to a regular Star Destroyer, which I. I've always I've assumed we don't have any I, I don't have I'm sure it's in the visual dictionary from Force Awakens what the scale is between the new Force Order Star Destroyers and an original Imperial Star Destroyer if there's any slight scale difference but uh, if you were to assume that a uh, First Order Star Destroyer is the same size as an original Imperial Star Destroyer then you have to look at the fact that that dreadnought is like several of them across. So it's I like mean, it's probably huge. probably fifteen long and ten wide. I mean, obviously, Snoke's ship makes that look 
teeny, it, it but, dwarfed that. But too. we'll get well, to that. What's the what was the size of Snoke's ship compared to the dreadnought? That's the other question. Yeah, is that's it what bigger or is it well, just wider? Oh, it was bigger. It well, it's way big. It's longer and wider. Way like five times wider. But hey, whoa. But uh, <laughs> I mean, as far as I'd like to see actually a comparison of Snoke's ship, like the wingspan compared to the length of like Vader's super star destroyer yeah. or something like that. To see if. At least the executor is as long as Snoke's ship is wide. And you know, I, I was like looking that. at the Visual Dictionary yesterday at Costco. Oh, were you? I didn't buy it. Yeah, it's like thirteen bucks. Oh, uh, see if you had had it, we'd have had these. I know. Visual I aids. I should have bought it. Caught you slipping. Yeah. Well, there was some interesting stuff about Snoke in there. Oh, well. Huh? Well, we'll get to him. Oh yeah. We'll you can dish, dish it. Dish it. I'd like to see like the if it's in the Visual Dictionary, great. But right. What are the comparisons for these fish? I mean, you remember in, in I think it's episode four. The very first time we ever see a Star Destroyer, we're like, oh, my God, this thing is massive, right? Remember that feeling of this is the biggest thing I've ever well, seen? yeah, because you get that big reveal with it Whoa. going overhead. Yeah. <laughs> you get and that it big... just keeps going. Yeah, it keeps going. going and going. Uh, and then you get, of course, you got the parody and space balls of it just keep going and going <laughs> even more. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we break for nobody. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that there's something 20, 30, 40, you know, 100 times the size... In this movie, it's just, it was a big reveal, I think. And it right. came out of nowhere, too. We, we said spoilers in this show, so what What did you like? What was the best part? Episode 8, no. <laughs> oh, man, I don't even know if I can pick up. Are we jumping to that? I well, mean, I just figured it was in the that. The end zone. battle, I thought, was pretty epic. <laughs> the fact that the sand, or the, the not sand planet, the... Uh, mineral planet. The mineral planet was Crate. salt, and every time anybody took a step or touched it, it flew up as red. Uh, I just want to say that guy who reached down and tasted it, that guy was stupid. <laughs> okay. That's what you do, That's though. What, didn't I talk to you about that? Yeah, That's one I of the so. first things that I, that I noticed. So I noticed that. like, I, I found it odd that the guy would walk on it and it turned red because your first thought was, is that blood? Right. You know? Right. And then he did taste it and said salt. Okay, so I was like, why is that even in – why is that necessary? Well, they think they wanted to – Provide a reason why it was white or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, well the, a, a the layer why... there's a layer of salt. It's like a salt bed on top of the mineral. Right. So that was there, and then you see the little the speeders that they have uh, do their thing, which is in Star Tours. Right. Right. Which comes up at you and, and turns the windshields all red. But then wh- I, what I had noticed was in the fight scene between Kylo Ren and Luke Skywalker, they kept showing their feet, and it it didn't dawn on me the first time. And I looked for this the second time because I told you that's what I do. Luke's feet didn't make the Luke's imprint. Luke's feet never made the imprint. It was there the entire time. You know what else I noticed? You're talking about a little things that you notice in this battle. The feet, the feet from Luke not making the imprint. Right. The other thing that Kylo should have picked up on was that he destroyed that lightsaber with Rey, and yet it was hanging on Luke's yeah, belt. That's another one. And he never, Luke never took it out. Yeah. It was just hanging there. No, no, he lit it. He did? Yes. Yeah, he lit it because they had a little... Uh, no, they uh, never touched sabers. No, they didn't touch sabers, but Kylo came after him and he did the uh, <laughs> He did the Matrix. He did the... Ooh! Yeah. Yeah. Well, the fact that there's just... I don't know. Maybe there's other things that he should have noticed, but the feet and the... Well, the feet, I'll, I'll give it to this because remember, he had all the... He had all... He had... Uh, he did... Uh, I, I When when he had tells everybody to start shooting, I had this uh, moment from... Uh, you ever seen The Professional? Yes. Yeah. Do you remember when uh, they they there's like, uh, do you want everybody? And then Gary Oldman's like, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had that kind of feeling when Snoke or when uh, Kylo Ren tells him to start shooting at Luke, 
But uh, by the time they're done, there's no white left right, right. there. Right, and there was when they fought. Right. Yeah, no, I know. Which was that a too. bit of a flu, uh, which was a bit of a continuity error. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, you do see though when uh, like uh, when Kylo Ren misses Luke when he does the one thing, and Kylo Ren spins around and you see his foot sliding across the red. And yeah. they per- I look for it. They purposely show Luke do the same thing. And he right. doesn't. Not as the... not as dramatic, but he turns and moves his foot. Well, yeah, because he no does red. that little thing, weird flip thing, where he flips yeah. underneath. It just uh, goes to show Kylo you Ren. though that Kylo is so so angry. That he's missing obvious he's not cues. Picking up on that. He's not picking up on stuff that he should be picking up on. He should see the fact that his things aren't moving. And again, how how long before did he have this battle with Ray and the in the Imperial Guard? It's immediately after. Right after this, this so movie he, picks up immediately after they episode just, seven. They just no, he's talking about no, when you know, they're yeah. fighting the red guys, the Praetorians. Oh, 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 oh like immediately, like within the minutes. Elite, they're yeah. called the Elite Guard in this yeah. movie, but they're literally right, right afterwards, and they destroyed that lightsaber right well see i don't think that he realized it was the same lightsaber no no he he's, knows it's he's luke's, luke's lightsaber he's luke's apprentice these lightsabers all have he a should have realized that luke had uh didn't have his green lightsaber right which he did which he did in the flashback scenes at the temple right but yeah, then the you green. but then yeah, this you, one yeah. yeah but then we don't know what happened to that lightsaber we don't know if uh kylo because there's, I guess, I think there's deleted scenes of... Uh, there's actually supposed to be a lot of deleted there's, scenes. No, 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 no. There's deleted scenes from Force Awakens where Kylo has Luke's lightsaber on his belt. Oh, really? They're flash. They're deleted from the flashback, the uh, oh, the Ray flashback, yeah, yeah, yeah. where you see the Knights of Ren. Yeah. Where Which it, went nowhere, but which, anyway. Well, it, it might still. It might <laughs> yeah, still. No, it might. But uh, especially now that, he, that uh, Kylo's in charge, large and in charge with no mask and no shirt. Take that but, uh, mask off. Put your shirt back on. <laughs> Do you have a cloak or something? Right. <laughs> they, the the uh, I think there was a deleted scene from that where Kylo, you see Kylo and he has Luke's lightsaber hanging. I have to watch them again. So you're I supposed to again. believe that, uh, I think it was implied, and I think it might even be in the novelization that Kylo took Luke's lightsaber. But uh, we obviously the don't have any. One. So that's why maybe... Kylo didn't think about the fact that Luke had the blue lightsaber. Because it would just be a different lightsaber to begin with. Right. He would maybe yeah. just assume that's a completely different lightsaber. Maybe but, he thought that he had Obi-Wan's lightsaber or something. I don't know. But that that Skywalker saber, Anakin's Anakin's original right. lightsaber, which is now Rey's, right? Right. Well, destroyed. So who knows what's going to happen in the next movie. But maybe they were. You clearly it. saw the crystal, though. Yeah, yeah. The crystal's blue. You clearly saw it. Yeah. I mean, because it broke and the yeah. crystal's flying. And she, when out, she holds right? it up and shows Leia, there's clearly you can clearly see the crystal. Um, you'd you'd think that they'd all know. I mean, he's he's the grandson of of Darth Vader, and you'd think he'd like learned all this stuff. You'd think that he would have known through the stories with from Luke that that Anakin made the made the saber and it got passed down and so on. You'd think he'd know that stuff. Yeah, but he doesn't know what saber it was. Like I said, it could have just been some generic saber. I don't think it really was really that important. I mean, as long as the, I mean, Luke was already clouding everybody's mind to make him believe that he was there. I mean, everybody from Leia to do you really think that all those I, people? I, the second time watching it, do you I think Leia picked, knew that it wasn't? Yeah, him? yeah, she might have known. I kind of picked up that she's not one hundred percent believing he's actually there. You could be right. Did you guys so. pick up on the fact that he was his? He was his younger self during that yeah. time. Well, yeah, we, he was just for men, which might, <laughs> which might be the only reason why Leia might have had a suspicion. Was just because. some look on her face. I was thinking about that when I was watching it the second time. 
Something about the look on her well, face he appeared was kind of like nowhere. Because he did, if we notice this, like Kylo put his his lightsaber through Luke when he kind of figured out he's not really here. Right. But Luke grabbed Leia's hand. Well, yeah, and she puts yeah. the the uh, the he projection puts, puts of the the, uh, the, dice. the dice, yeah, which disappear, yeah, which then disappear later. And, and he kissed her on the forehead, right. So there was physical contact. There was physical contact there. So he kind of reached out in the same way that Kylo and Ray were doing earlier, where they were actually able to touch. Finally, where they touched fingers. Don't know. I think that's something. Or he may have just made contact with what would have been her forehead. <clears throat> Yeah, well, but at that point, does she know that she, that's what that is? Well, it's I early on in the it's early on in the projections, so he may be able to be able to create some more uh, uh, corporeal. Yeah, corporeal. That was the word I was thinking of. That's a good word, huh? Yes, it's you know what that means. Corporeal, whatever high school teacher. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'll look it up. He doesn't. He's tangible. He's corporeal. never had to deal with corporate punishment. <laughs> but yeah, he could have been more corporeal because he had just started the uh, projection when he. Talks with Leia, so he may have been, had some sort of form, because we do know that from uh, we do know from uh, the Force Ghosts that uh, the more you practice being a Force Ghost, the more corporeal you become. Oh, that would that from... would explain Yoda being able to tap him on the head with the cane. Exactly, okay. because uh, if you look at the original trilogy, you go from Obi Wan being just a voice in his head to Obi Wan. Being kind of a sitting on a log. A, well, no, even in Empire, though, when he appears to him in the snow, he's just kind of barely a barely a a, a, a see through Ben. But when is, when and by this? the time you get to the very end, no, no, no. on a Hoth, on Hoth, oh, on Hoth, yeah, when, when he, he appears him in, in, I need to go back. Again. He he appears to him and I know, tells I know him what you mean. when he tells him to go to you will go to the Dagobah system. Okay, now I know you're talking. About. He's like barely he he see through. He Luke could probably barely tell he's there. But by the time you get to Return of the Jedi, he's sitting down on a log talking to Luke. So you have the progression of uh, Force Ghosts being able to become more corporeal. Which actually, probably, make, which actually makes sense with because, the prequels because Qui-Gon, when they were they, uh, we're talking about Qui-Gon learning how to come back, you never saw him. which is like he's learned how to communicate through the Force. Right, and even in the Clone Wars during the, the episodes where... Uh, Qui-Gon doesn't want to come Qui-Gon back. Qui-Gon comes... He to rescue his daughter from kidnappers. Qui-Gon... <laughs> He has a very special set of skills. Right. <laughs> he does, yeah. It's not coming back as a Jedi arts. He has to save a commuter train. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did see that the, for the IMAX, but not at the actual, the first show. Oh, okay, yeah. The reason that all this works, though, is because if you strike me down, I'll become more powerful than ever. Well, exactly. Before. And that's in even, anger. He said in anger. Even Luke oh, gives, yeah. he, Luke gives the line slightly different to Kylo Ren, but he basically says the same thing, but it's not so many words. Yeah. I don't remember what do you remember what exactly he says? He says if 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 you strike me down in anger, I'll become more powerful than something. It was really it, it mimicked uh, more powerful than you could possibly yeah, imagine. It mimicked Obi Wan's line. Yeah, but it wasn't exactly the same, but it was no. similar. I think it's important to remember though that Leia is very strong with the Force, so she may have yeah. We'll known... get to how strong with the Force she really is in a little bit. A little bit, but <laughs> apparently, no, I mean she. She may not display her strength in the Force, but that doesn't mean that she doesn't know what's going on. Well, I mean, she knew when he died. Spoilers, yeah. by the way. No, I'm just kidding. With Han? Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Well, him too. That was the last movie. Well, she showed obvious emotion when he died that he she knew he was dead. She exhibited it in episode six. Well, yeah. I mean, well, I'm talking about it keeps getting, yeah, seems it like it keeps getting more and more. There's speculation that 
you don't know what happened between the the episode six and where episode seven started. And I read something that kind of said that alluded to the fact that she had some training in between, but then, you know, family calls. So, right. I mean, I'm sure that there's been a lot. uh, She's gotten more in touch with the force. And in many ways, in the, the, in the, in the, obviously the many years in between the original trilogy and now. So, I mean, there it's a, it's, it's, it's naive to think that she wouldn't, be able to know something, yeah. At know least you something. Get, get those feelings, of, and to go, yeah. So yeah, to the fact that she was able to know immediately that her and Ray were immediately know know that he was dead, then yeah, it's likely that she knew that he might have been a projection, right? But uh, she may not have been sure. Her emotions at the time may have been getting the best of her too. That you know, with everything that just happened, them getting to the planet, people dying, and then all of a sudden her brother comes walking in the door out of nowhere. I mean, she had to have known that it was a, a projection. She knows it's not possible. He couldn't just be there. Well, he could just be there. Well, that's the other know. thing, too. Uh, well, um, the, you know, you notice, too, when I was talking about the, the salt, was that he got in. He just kind of walked down that set of steps, and he was inside. But it's it's made clear by C-3PO the only way in or out is this door. There was right. there was no other way uh, to come until they thought about, hey, how do these crystal things get out of here? Right. But there was no way. You know, Luke wasn't going to get through there. No. So, well, I again, mean, they, they didn't know that at the time. But no, yeah. no, no. But yeah, like but, look, but, looking yeah, back, but and, and that's meant more for us than I think. Well, yeah, of course, because Poe out loud says, "Well, how did Luke get in?" Yeah, you know, which is obviously for us. So. The only way she didn't think that he was pro- projecting himself or whatever, or I mean, who knows if she even knew that that was possible up to this point, right? Well, she wouldn't have probably. But, but if the only way she didn't know is if she thought maybe that's where he'd been the whole time, that he was just there in that base hiding out. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously, as far as she, what she know, what she would have known, it, it's really hard to say. Obviously, we were meant to think that that's why the whole reason why they show us the X-wing underwater. I thought that was just a callback to New Hope, where it was in the swamp. Em- that's uh, in Empire, the, but, Empire okay. but yeah, uh, uh, it is. It is kind of a callback, but at the same time, it's a callback in the sense that you're meant to believe. You're meant to believe he pulled it up. Yeah, he could just. Yeah, he could just. Reach out and pull yeah. that X-Wing up out of the water. Not that it would necessarily still run after all this time. Yeah, I thought about that, too. But, I mean. Didn't the one in Empire Yeah, run? but it was it was only seconds yeah, it, was, it was underwater. It was, it was days it was underwater, not years. Who knows how long he's been in Octo. So how long has that X-Wing been under there ever since he's been there? So, I mean. Yeah, but it's sealed. It's It's meant for space. It could sit underwater. Well, I suppose so. Right, Isn't that's, that's, well, that's that. what I mean. That that's, that that baiting hooked us. Right, that's the point. Yeah. That's well, that's what the movie in essentially is. Is that leave anytime he wants? The whole movie, Ryan Johnson has done did nothing but bait and switch us, and that's just another example of it. Is him showing us the the X wing, so that way later on when Luke shows up on crate, we're no, like, and I think that's the brilliance of it. It is actually the brilliance of it is that he did do that to us because everybody thought, oh, you're going to get this middle story, not really going to get much of an end. But you got a lot. You got a lot. It ended on a... Wait, did you, are you saying that anyone whatsoever thought that Luke was actually there in the in the audience? Yeah. I I mean... I, th- I think everybody was... The, the first watch, everybody did. Oh, yeah. The first watch, everybody knew that he was... Everybody thought he was there. There's the no first way watch. that you thought that was a projection. You didn't. Because that's no. what I said. It was the bait and switch. I took one look at him and I said, that's the same guy from the Kylo Ren... Uh, 
temple battle. So you didn't think that he had some uh, some uh, Gillette? No. Or uh, or something that he shaved and then had no. some just for men? And Immedi- then- <laughs> immediately. <laughs> like you get you get ready for the big night out. You know, yeah, you get, you get, get ready for the big night out. You go out for date night. You're going to get the hair yeah, combed. He had the caretaker's. Uh, press his uh, press his his black suit, and we we saw that it was possible because we saw that on the uh, on the imperial ships. What? <laughs> I just want <laughs> the, the, the uniform's getting ironed. Can we oh, talk about yeah. that real quick? Ever, does everybody know what that's a reference to? No, I don't actually. You have no idea no. what the, the iron came in with the with specific the music cue. No, I didn't. And everything didn't being that. all crazy. This requires the third watching now. Hardware wars. You think so? It's definitely uh, Ryan Johnson already confirmed. I haven't that. seen. Oh, did he? Ryan Johnson confirmed that it was a Hardware Wars reference. Okay. Somebody somebody tweeted at him and said, was that a Hardware Wars reference? And he said 100%. Hey, one of those times when Kylo was was talking to Ray and that thing, what was it doing? Clearing up his scar? Yeah, it was like, oh, yeah, uh, it was just like a yeah, it was car- it was like carbon a, fiber it was like scar. Is, is, is this guy getting thing? a haircut or what? No, he was getting like a, like a medical haircut? treatment. Hey, it kind of reminded me, uh, you've seen Starship Troopers? A long time ago, yeah. When uh, when uh, when Johnny Rico's in the back of the tank, and he has that thing doing that thing to his leg, closing up the big hole in his yeah. leg. Oh from yeah, the, yeah, from yeah. The, okay, okay, from the bug. Okay, it's it kind of reminded me of that. Yeah, a little bit. I don't, I don't, some, I don't think nanotechnology. It's, I don't think it's far fetched to think that Luke cleaned himself up to to go. No, I don't think no, so. I don't know. I, I didn't know. get that right away. I said that's the Luke from the from the uh, Kylo Ren battle with where he's you know got his lightsaber up uh that's i i didn't i didn't know that it was a projection but i knew that there was no way that that was the same luke so you thought it was luke from the past you thought i didn't he jumped know in the delorean and... i didn't and i <laughs> it never occurred to me that he jumped he jumped in into the, a tardis or or the with the the ship in the in the uh we were just talking about uh the x-wing the x-wing that's in the it's getting late here the X-wing that's in the ocean. I it, for, in fact, until you mentioned that he could have jumped in the X-wing right now, was the first time I thought about. That. Oh, okay, that's interesting. I, I thought for sure everybody, because that that moment when all of a sudden you see him floating, on the rock above the rock, and then he drops. Well, the moment, same moment that Kylo realizes that he's that Luke is fake, and then they cut to Luke hovering above the uh, rock on the island. That's the moment that everybody is supposed to be like, oh, shit. Yeah, and what's everybody did in the theater. Right, because you hear that in, in both times, or at least especially the first time we saw it, there you could you could audibly hear the collective gasp yeah. in the audience when it cuts to Luke hovering above the rock. And then you see him, his, his sweating and straining and all that. Can we talk about that for a minute, with the whole the projection and, and the use oh. of the force and how exertion... Uh, I don't know the correct word. Exertion. Exertion. Yeah. How much exertion there must be here with that? Oh, calories. Uh, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll re- I don't know if we talked That's about this on the That's why he was thinner. Phone, but... The projection was thinner. All the calories is calories burning. Calories burning. Anthony and I may have talked about this on the phone, but uh, recently Elizabeth and I watched a documentary about the opioid epidemic, and uh, this is my comparison. So these these junkies will um, they'll get into heroin, and they... Uh, then they stop, they get sober, and then they'll spend six months, a year, five years sometimes sober, maybe even just a month, whatever the time period is. But almost every time that they go back to heroin, which is more than 50% of them, they go back to doing the same amount that they used to do, and almost every time it kills them. So most of the people that die from heroin die from... I see where you're going. ...die from 
going back to the same dose they used to do after being clean for a little while. Well, okay, so I, you're right there because it was mentioned he closed himself off from the force, and that's that's exactly what I'm talking so, about. Yeah, it, it, when you close you close yourself off like that to give that much exertion, that's it's too much for you. Well, Especially when you had done it for force. We don't know what time period, but he it's going to be close to. That's how, basically how what it comes down to. Is that he, it's got to be at least a few years. Yeah. Probably five, let's say five years. Yeah, I was gonna say between five and ten years. Yeah. Well, it's thirty years in between. Uh, no, no, no. But between five and ten years between how many the time years Kylo from the time that Kylo he had, went, had turned yeah. to the dark side. Yeah. Five years. Did maybe? we ever figure that out from the books? How long between the turn of Kylo and the beginning of Force Awakens? Yeah. Well, five years, right? I don't. I don't know it off the top of my head. I thought it was. It is, it's, it's, I thought it was closer to ten, but either way, you're yeah, talking about. Okay. It was like ten years. Yeah. So if you've closed yourself off, let's say half the time he closed himself off to the right. force. Yeah, well, you don't eat meat for a few months. The next time you eat meat, you're going to get sick. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing. It's yeah, just... it happens, Diggs. I'm sorry. I uh, eat meat when I can. I'm not <laughs> one of those who. But if you were stop to stop, if you were to stop meat. eating, then all of a sudden start eating meat again, you're going to get sick. Yeah. You got to wean not... yourself back into right. that kind of thing. Yeah, that's. that's I like a good steak. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's that's what I got. I immediately was like, oh, my God, he's. Basically OD'd on the force. Yeah, that's what it was. He's used every bit of force energy that he has. Maybe that's more a great than, analogy that I have more not than yet he, seen uh, made. Maybe more than he'd ever used before, potentially. So twin sons, were they there? Did he imagine it? Uh, when when at the very end, at the very end, he sees twin sons, which is a throwback to, of course, episode four. But were we oh, ever no. to see that before? Or would you think that was just something he saw? Does that planet have twin suns? That's what I'm asking. We didn't oh, know. know. So, I mean, it could be just something he was just longing. Hallucinating? Longing. He's done. He knew it. Uh, he knew he was about to die. So maybe it was just longing. Oh, spoiler, he died. Oh, that's the big one. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. no. But, think, did he? but you think but, he died. That's but my, did he that's die? My point. That's he, my point. He you, physically disappeared. You that's think all we know. He died. Well, he's not dead. He's one with the force. So. Exactly. Because as he tells Ray during one of their lessons, that he has become a, a believer that the Force isn't about Jedi and isn't about Sith and not about none of that. The Jedi or the Force itself is more about balance. Yeah. And that it's the Sith and the Jedi that have. Uh, I mean, this is what Turned I'm gathering. This adopted, is what I'm gathering. That balance. This is what I'm gathering from the from the dialogue he gives to Ray about how. The Jedi, that the Force is anybody ever. The Force is in everything, just like how Obi Wan originally explained it. Because you know, I mean, a lot of people have said that the the Force is re-explained multiple times depending on the director. Whether we go from the Force is in all of us, it it's in every living thing and binds us, and you know, Obi Wan's big speech in Star Wars, and then you got all the way to the midichlorians mucking things up. In uh, you know the prequels, to now you know obviously we got people we don't know whether what their backgrounds are all of a sudden being able to use the force, where that's the whole point of Luke thinks that maybe the true bringing to the balance of the force was actually that there was no light side and dark side anymore. There was only balance, which is something that could be. It's something that if you've watched Rebels That's and deep. Clone Wars, is something that makes sense. Clone what? Clone Wars. What was it again? <laughs> Did you forget what I was doing there? Clone the, Wars. Uh, <laughs> I kept saying it again because it's the same thing. The because uh, <laughs> there's a couple arcs. The the Mortis arc in Clone Wars. 
and then there's a couple others, and then also there's uh, the Bendu yeah. from Rebels, which he is the balance. So you got a connection there. There's obviously the Bendu was introduced in Rebels for a reason, and I think the whole idea is the connection. And you obviously got those visual because you know who I'm talking about with the Bendu, right? Yeah, yeah, the big thing. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. ob- there was obvious uh, visual uh, similarities between the interior of the tree and the texture of how the Bendu looks. Oh, I didn't catch that, but I caught that okay. when you first saw the when you first saw it in the very first trailer. Then they show the books sitting oh. on the thing. I'm like, hey, that looks like I like the Bendu. The books, the books. Yeah, everybody noticed that the books were in the drawer, right? Yeah, yeah. who took them? Ray. Oh, Ray, Ray did. took them. Why, you swiped them before, before, so she swiped the books, which Chewie might have. Uh, no. She swiped the books before Luke got a chance to go up there and yep. was inter- interrupted by Yoda. Yoda alluded to that. Yeah, well, yeah. he said... Spoiler, Yoda yeah. is in this movie. Right. <laughs> Yoda said she already has everything that she needs. Right. And he proceeded to blow the tree up with the lightning thing. Right. Because he knew she took the books already. Yeah, Yoda already knew. Interesting, interesting take. I, I noticed that too because um, the uh, you know who Why pointed that out was my daughter. Why do you think she, she took the books to learn because he wasn't going to teach her? She took the books. I noticed because it with, he knew. Plus, she knew that uh, Luke wanted to burn the Jedi to the ground. Yeah, he wanted yeah. to destroy the Jedi, and she was more about trying to save that, trying to say what it was. Right. So I noticed that she had. Uh, no, it was actually it was. Um, what's his name? It was Finn. When Finn opened the drawer to get a blanket for right, Rose, for Rose, yeah, you, you see, the see you see the books. See, I missed that, and that's the same drawer earlier that they showed Ray getting in a drawer in the Falcon when she got back to the Falcon with Chewie. Right, they showed her closing a drawer. Yeah, just before she goes to get into the little pod to to exit from the Falcon, oh. right? You see her close a drawer, yeah, which I didn't notice until the second viewing. Right, me too. And they probably just thought she's putting her underpants away. But <laughs> right? like, I, mean, it was, I missed this, but like when I watched and it the that's second what I time. Thought. When I watched it the second Maybe time, I watched I it with my see daughter. What underpants look like. So. <laughs> I watched it with my daughter the second time, and it was my daughter that pointed out, "Oh, that's what Yoda meant when he said she already had everything that she needed." And I said, "How old's oh, your daughter? She's 11. Wow. Now let me yeah, tell you something. Good. When when the inside of the youngsters, man. Yeah. When um, the scene with Yoda, you know, he's there talking to Luke and everything. I always, or I know to try to focus on what Yoda's saying. Even it's though he's difficult sometimes. Even though he talks backwards. So I exactly that, that But Yoda point. never says anything, waste time with anything he says. Right. Everything so, Yoda says means something. Yeah. So right you know, I'm just sitting there watching even the movie. Even though it sounds like nonsense. But. You're kind of just like, you know, you're watching blah 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 blah. And then this scene comes up and then I'm sitting back like this and then I'm like I get closer so I can pay attention to what he's saying because I already know this is gonna be an important part of the movie and if I don't pay attention then I'm gonna be lost. So yeah, I I try to listen to Yoda. We should know by now. Listen we all, to we all should do that. Yes. Ten four. I think there's stuff that Yoda said that we probably don't know what it means yet. Right. Agreed. Right. I agree with that. I'd like to go back and watch just to listen to what he said. Maybe record what he said and listen to it over and over and over again. Yeah. Because I think there's obviously allusions there. Because at some point, uh, we may even be brought to think that the another that Yoda refers to. In Return of the Jedi, may have been Ray all along. Mm. That's a stretch. <laughs> wait, wait. Say that there's another that will bring bring balance to the Force. He well, says, when, "No, we said that boy was our only hope." No, there's another. You you imagine that he's thinking about 
Leia. Well, obviously back then, yeah, yeah you were made to think that he's thinking about Leia, but the retconning stuff. But Leia, if you want to retcon it, in the long run, he could have, because there is there is dialogue actually in the novelization that makes it seem like, uh, when his dialogue with Obi Wan that he makes it seem like that he's talking about somebody other than Leia. Yeah, which they could. Well, make that's work. only in the novelization. They, well, they could make that work because Obi Wan acts as if Obi Wan didn't know, because that wasn't dropped to you until the next movie. Well, yeah, so. But oh, we're talking about the difference between uh, Yoda, who, other than maybe the the you know the uh, darkness of the prequels coming up on, Yoda seems to pretty much know everything. Yeah, especially in death, he obviously seems to know a lot more. Even, I mean, because he knows who Ray is, and he's powerful to bring down that lightning. Right. Hey, I, like with no effort. We didn't start the fire. You know what? I just thought of something. I just thought of something about the projections. We've seen the projections before. What do you mean? We've seen uh, Jedi project themselves. People have been saying that you've never seen that before. I just totally thought of something. In Rebels, Yoda projects himself. <clears throat> You're the only one watching. To Yoda projects himself <laughs> and shows himself to Ezra in the Jedi Temple on Lothal. Uh, that's right. He did. He he As appears. A, was he alive or dead? No, he's alive because this is pre. This is pre episode pre, four. This is pre original trilogy. Okay. So Yoda live is talking to Ezra from Dagobah. Because you even see him. See, he's sitting on a tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. He's sitting yeah. on a tree. He even has the he even has the orange snake around his neck or something. <laughs> As a little Easter egg to the toy. I didn't notice that part, but you're right. Yeah, he's sitting on a log. He's projecting himself to Ezra across the, the universe. That that never dawned on me because, since, I don't know, I just totally, I know Rebels takes place before. Obviously, but this Ryan Johnson guy has been watching that Rebels. Well, no, that, it's all planned out. Yeah, it's all like, planned it's all out. Carefully I mean, that's what everybody keeps out. forgetting, that people keep saying, oh, Ryan Johnson, oh, blah, 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 whoever's going to ruin every has ruined everything. Uh, the story group knows what they're doing. I believe have to believe the story group knows what they're doing. Who's in the story group? Doug Chang, my friend Doug. <laughs> friend Doug you Chang. know this guy? Yeah, yeah. Well, JJ, JJ already pitched episode ago? nine to Disney. Yeah, right. So I mean, he but like, episode he, nine obviously he has to have something that's being uh, outlined. That well, that's what I mean. He has to know where Ryan Johnson was going to because that's the big thing right now. Is everybody's like. Oh, this movie's so different than Episode Seven. How's JJ going to clean all this up? But he he had to know. JJ had to know where Brian Johnson was going so he can pitch it because it was days after it came out that you read. Oh, JJ already pitched right. what, to Disney what Episode Nine was going to be. Well, so if there's a story group, then how's JJ just pitching episodes? Well, he pitches based off of whatever the story group uh, maybe provides an outline of what. They want to, or what they want to have, and maybe they have an overall uh, idea, kind of like how George had a basic outline for he had over he had original basic outline for episodes one through nine. Yeah. Obviously, they're not using the seven, eight, nine part of his story, but Clearly. George already had ideas for what he was going to do for the prequels. What, fifteen years before he even got to the prequels, so I mean, he had a basic idea of what he wanted to do. He just made changes to bring up to the technology of the 90s, late 90s, and you know any other ideas he might have come up with in the meantime. That's not to say the story group's ideas can't change anyway, because that's what Ryan Johnson did. When he figured out, oh, I'm going to kill Luke in this movie, he had to go and pitch that. 
because that's that must have been what Mark Hamill was talking about when he said, "I disagree completely with what you're doing with his character." Until he figured out this is kind of why why he's doing it, right? So, so there were there were changes made along the way. Would we know, right, like Ryan Johnson? I know made that the death of Carrie Fisher complicated matters because you spent you can't tell me you didn't spend that whole movie thinking how are they going to kill her off in this movie. The whole time, I was like, I wonder well, how she's going to die. Which is, which uh, is, it's not, uh, it's not. Um, this is going to come out wrong. It, Carrie Fisher's death created a situation where everybody's waiting for her to die. So, so the Luke death was completely. Oh, surpri- I know it was, was a surprise. Yeah. It was more of a surprise because of the fact that everybody was expecting. Leia to die. Yeah, but they're gonna have to probably kill her in the beginning of the next. Well, movie. Gonna uh, to, she's not in it at all. So they're have to be off she, screen. She, it's gonna be off screen. So the only way they could do it is if they had some, if they had some uh, deleted scenes. Do you have a time jump? There's probably gonna be a huge time jump. I'm guessing. I wanted to talk about that if everybody's had thoughts about that at some point too. But I mean, there'll have to be some kind of time jump, right? Because you have things to believe, have had. You to have, have to believe on. that uh, obviously if. You know, obviously, if they had known her I, death is either going to be in the crawl or um, somebody alluding to death by, let's say, natural causes or something. Right. What's the crawl? the crawl is the planet? The... No, no. The beginning of the movie, the, the oh, like princess. Let's, oh, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's catch you up to speed. Because they actually again, had a, they <laughs> actually had two different times they could have killed her off in the movie. Well, which you was... thought the first one, the first time I saw that, I thought it was is is Kylo just imagining that? Took me the second time to realize somebody else shot the bridge. Right, it wasn't Kylo. It was his wingman. Yeah, but yeah, uh, he he didn't yeah, pull he the trigger. Out. Right, yeah, I, a, I thought he imagined it. Uh, yeah, this is a good time like to bring us around it. to this because it is one of uh, all of us are us agree probably is one of the worst or one of the oddest choices in the movie. Jump of, the shark. Jump the shark, maybe. <laughs> uh, but I just want to say that uh, they had a couple times where they could have killed uh, Leia off. The, but uh, I think that they the reason that uh, Annie probably could have after Carrie died he could have rewritten to have had her died at the first instance. But I think they had that whole thing at the end Every, with Mark. My, my heart dropped. Everybody thought right there she. Oh was yeah, dying. you thought that within the first. Uh, yeah. Yeah. When when yeah when that blew out and she goes out into space, it was immediate. Like oh wow, that's how they're doing it. This is what we're doing now. Ten minutes into the movie. Right, and then but uh, which would have been a. To me, that would have been like, oh, they they really switched some things around here. Because and you know what? Died. I think they might have done it if it wasn't for the fact that Luke was already going to die, and I think that everything was working towards that moment between Luke and Leia on crate. The reconciliation. The reconciliation. You know that 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 conversation and the whole thing about Spark and and no uh, one ever really dies. Low, yeah, yeah, no one really dies, and that whole conversation. I think everything had to be uh, with Leia had to lead to that moment. And that there was no way to have that moment any other time in the movie to move it to any other time in the movie. So there was no way that they could that because he had that scene going at the, so far in the beginning with her getting sucked into space. It was so far in the front of the movie. There was no way to rearrange the movie and have it everything to have that be later. So that's where you ended up with the uh, what I'm calling. It has many names. We all have many names for it. It is what I am calling the flying nun sequence. <laughs> Otherwise known as the Mary Poppins sequence. Otherwise known as the Mary Poppins sequence. I don't know what everybody else thought of. 
I also uh, the first one of the first things I thought of was the scene in Guardians of the Galaxy when Quill starts to freeze up before he gets saved by by uh, Yondu. Yeah, I kind of got that kind of vibe out of it too. Uh, does every I want to just want to say about that scene because it is a scene of huge contention with a lot of people. I think that I understand why you needed to knock Carrie out of action or Yalea needed to be knocked out of action to have Holdo step forward and do her arc. Yeah. But I think that, uh, I don't know if, uh, yeah, I just don't think it was executed. I didn't understand why. The execution of it, if you wanted to show her that she could do something with the Force, execute it a different way. Well, that's kind of what I was getting at. I got that that was just a matter of self-preservation. She maybe wasn't even sure how she how much she could do with the force. You just know that she's strong with it. She's out in space and all of a sudden she's, you know, literally getting sucked out in space thinking, "Okay, I'm going to die now." And then you know, strong with the force, Leia says, "Wait, I'm out here and I'm not dead yet." And that's when the hand starts moving and then she goes, "Oh, wait, I think I can I that, think I can save myself." That's fine. I just don't think though the way it was filmed, oh. it looked it looked really cheesy. The whole reaching out and uh, you can't see this, but it looked cheesy. Yeah, but I just did look cheesy. So anyway, the the, (laughs) the official explanation is that she surrounded herself with a bubble of air, right, before she got blown out the back because we lost Admiral Akbar in that scene and everybody else on the bridge. I like that guy. Yeah, yeah, which is a it's a a trap. A lot of people was not a trap. A lot of people have. uh, bitched and moaned about, oh, Admiral Akbar died, and we just got some dialogue about him dying off screen. Because he well, went out like a bitch. Well, we did actually <laughs> see him die. You just don't really see him die. Because yeah. we know that he gets sucked. He would have been at the front, so he would have sucked out. Been so the sucked official out. explanation from them is that she surrounded herself with a bubble of air? Something like that. Or, or I read it in something, but that's kind of what it alludes to. Because either it was either that or when she gets blown out, that's when the force awakens within within her, because it wasn't her time. But did you notice when she was doing her Mary Poppins thing though that she flew through the dreadnought, no, with through Snoke's ship? Did you notice that? Like that's what the hologram was that she flew through. Oh yeah, yeah. Once she gets back on the ship, there's once she goes up to the door when she starts oh, flying through the door. Oh, she flies through the hologram. She flies through the hologram, the hologram the and yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's Snoke's ship. Yeah. Like alluding to what's to come later when Holdo does it. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Because. Wait. Brilliant plan. Well, uh, no, you know what? Let's not talk about that. So what do we all Never think of Laura Dern? How about sucked. that? Laura well, no, Dern? let's not get to that yet. I wanted to talk about this. Since we were talking about the Mary Poppins uh, flying sequence, I know that's one of probably one of our least favorite scenes. What's our, what's your other, what's any other least favorite scene? Uh, that's the one that jumps to mind right away. Nothing else? Yeah. Um, All that crap in the casino. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know what? I ha- we'll get to the casino. Yeah. That's a good uh, one. That's a good one. The casino's a complete waste of time. You know it's what? literally I'll, 20 minutes of the movie I'll, that just didn't need to happen. I believed that after the first viewing, but then I read some articles, and then I watched it again, and I really watched this sequence. There is important stuff going on in that, believe it or not. You'll have to explain it's, it it's, to us. It's social commentary stuff, and it's stuff, I can see that it's stuff that will it will reach out into the future of uh, Star Wars and into episode. If you nine. look at it politically, then it had a purpose there. Yes, well, that's what she's purpose. saying. She's saying that all well, these oh, pricks you know are the rich ones that are selling weapons. No, no, to no, both no. Sides. He's right because it connects back to the kids at the end. It connects back to the kids at the their, end. Who... Their mere presence there created the hope, and of course, you know, it all comes back to hope. 
the, the it's it's a motif that obviously Leia says hope at the end of Rogue One, and then now we get the term hope is thrown around several times in this movie. But uh, yeah, well, that, that was it. That was, besides that, I mean, like I said, I I have a whole thing about, but you already started it. But was there anything else? Because I do have one specific scene. It's my other, my big huge one, which I call. Uh, who here has seen uh, Star Trek in the Darkness? That's the one I couldn't watch. I couldn't. I didn't get past the first ten minutes. Uh, okay, one? the one with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's Khan. The second one, right? Yeah, the I've second one. It. I've seen all of them. Okay, Maz Kanata. The call to Maz Kanata. That went nowhere. Oh. Which all it was was a was a plot point to get them to go to Canto Bite to look for the. The hacker, basically. Uh, to me, the call to Maz Kanata to get to, to, that led to them going there. It was basically the same as in Star Trek in the Darkness when they call Spock Prime to say, "Have you heard of this guy Khan? How do we beat him?" You guys remember that? You remember that scene? It's just like a Deus Ex Machina type of thing where they have to create some imaginary thing to move the plot forward. Basically, I don't know, but that's almost a shot you know, for shot recreation of Star Tours. You know what you know what Deus Ex Machina is? is, right? That the Maz Kanata scene. If you look at that in Star Tours, if you get Maz Kanata as uh, receiving the transmission after you leave the first planet, it's almost shot for shot the same thing. Really? Yeah. I haven't gotten Maz Kanata yet. Really? She's shooting at somebody and has a gun, and That's it's like really it, it must have been filmed at the same time. Wow, probably. No, I don't doubt that. Yeah, the whole Maz Kanata call was totally from, to me from, was was even. I actually think it was even worse than the Leia thing, just because it was. I'll it, agree. It was a huge red herring. The thing is that everyone loved Maz in the first movie. Right? Yeah, for they did, and they seven. wanted her to appear. And enough people were, you know, people complained about. Uh, obviously, they wanted uh, there. There was already people that thought that Lupita Nyong'o was wasted as a CG character, much less to have her not appear in the second one would have been, yeah, even worse. So yeah, they had to. Well, that's her. the that's the question of re- realistically. What could she have possibly been doing that was more important? Union dispute. <laughs> yes. Yeah, union oh, dispute. come on. Hello, she rocket packs. Save the galaxy uh, versus union dispute. Right. But, uh, so, yeah, so the, the whole cause, the whole call to Maz Kanata was just so that way they could, she could tell them to go look for a guy that they never even ended up talking to. I know, huh? No, they never spoke to him. The they guy never, with the, the yeah, brooch, Yeah, they never right? spoke to that guy. Because they who, got tackled. Who looked like he could have been uh, By space. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Because they got parked, because they parked in the wrong spot. Did you know that was Joseph, Go- yes, Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Yes, I know it was yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. The, the voice of that guy was The uh, Foghorn Leghorn guy oh, really? was... Uh, yeah. Foghorn Leghorn I guy was... Uh, did you guys notice he sounded like Foghorn Leghorn? <laughs> did you know that... The, I, say, I say they parked at the beach. You know that the... Uh, the, the two princes of England, uh, they were cut. They they were cut, but they were stormtrooper scenes. Yeah. yeah, they were. But they'll cut. give them to anybody that asks these days. Huh? Uh, the two princes, Harry and William, William and Harry, William and Harry, uh, and uh, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy was were all too. in a scene, I believe, in an elevator when uh, Rose. Oh, it was it when they were? Yeah, yeah Rose yeah. DJ and uh, and uh, Finn. When they're going to find the thing on the on uh, Snoke's ship, they get into an elevator with these other stormtroopers, and they have dialogue. And one of the stormtroopers knows Finn because he was one of his stormtrooper mates. Yeah, oh, wow. it was a whole thing, and I guess I'll have they have to watch all those scenes. Yeah, I don't know if that'll be in that, but yeah. Speaking of stormtroopers, Phasma. 
Oh, does she die? She is. Uh, oh, she's dead. She's now officially. Now I don't know because uh, people brought up to the point because you guys do remember what her armor she got was shot made out of, right? Uh, adamantium. Oh, wrong, wrong universe. <laughs> adamantium. Her armor is made out of vibranium. Uh, her yes, vibranium. Her armor is made out of the uh, Naboo starships, the shiny ones. Oh, okay, okay. Didn't know that, but that's interesting. But not the mask, apparently. Well, <laughs> not the mask. That, that vibro blade took a hit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, people are saying that because she's wearing that armor, that that armor would be impervious to. Uh, yeah, but the the heat. fall the fall into space wouldn't kill her. She didn't fall into space. She fell into fire, like at the end of uh, fire. Back- <laughs> it was like at the end of we backdraft. Didn't she, was, she was like, "You okay, go, okay. we go." <laughs> well, that's a question we'll have to figure out. Is that's spas- a dated joke too. Yeah, Backdraft came out in like 1985. <laughs> it was 91. Or was it really? Two. It was like okay. 94. Actually, I was still like 13. I don't know. Well, so were you? You were not that much older. It was phasma. What are you talking about? I was graduated. Oh, never, well, never mind then. I was a lot older. <laughs> phasma is now officially the Boba Fett of the sequel trilogy. There's no if ands or but about it. They're trying to make she her was, the Boba Fett. She was uh she was already eligible for the Boba Fett award after Force Awakens with her quick little Don even doing anything except for ending up in a garbage compactor. <laughs> and then in this one, she shows up for a few minutes and then she dies, just like Boba Fett does in Return of the Jedi, where he shows up for a little bit and then he dies. Separate separate situation, but do you think the third standalone is going to be Yoda or Boba Fett? No, I think it's going to be Phasma. <laughs> I still... <laughs> if she's officially it, a Boba it Fett. It needs to be Obi-Wan. We're getting a Phasma you solo think, movie. You think it needs to be Obi-Wan. I want it to be Obi-Wan. Now, why wasn't? Why do you think Obi-Wan wasn't in the movie? Because he's going to be in his you, own movie. Okay. I don't know. Which, who do you think it'll be? You oh, well, you and McGregor. It's going to be you. Oh, it has to be you and McGregor. If they're going to take it as an older one, it's going to be you and McGregor. So, uh, yeah, Phasma is just kind of like throwaway. Phasma didn't even, it kind of kind of rolled right off my shoulder where I don't even consider Phasma a bad thing, but it's not even a good thing. It's, not, it's, it's a nothing. Phasma's a. It never went anywhere. It never went anywhere. I mean, I, I mean, it just, it, it, it was more, she was more there just kind of uh, using a wrestling term. She was more there just get, to get, get to over. get, to get Finn yeah. over. You to use the wrestling term. She was more than just to hype Finn up more as more of a hero. And speaking, since he spoke as hey, he didn't think he considered himself a hero, but now he's even more of a hero. Speaking of getting somebody over, that you got Snoke. All right, let's we'll go into Snoke. I wanted to say something. We were talking about Luke, and I we we got a little sidetracked. It's just a little point. Did anybody else notice on his mechanical android hand, and what do you call it? Uh, his his fake hand, right? That there's a a scar about here. On the plate, on the top of his hand, I did below notice his that wrist. on the, the close-up the second time. Yeah, that the you second saw time because I pointed it out. There's a scar there from when he got hit uh, with a blaster oh. above the Sarlock pit. Yeah, I've, I've uh, <laughs> yeah. When he raises his hand up and the guy shoots, yeah, him. and the guy shoots him I, in the hand. That's canon. I saw something about the that. Scar too. is there yeah. too. That's cool. Uh, I just thought it was something that was really cool. I was I looked at it and, I, and then again I watched the second time and I was like, that is that's a scar on his hand. Like and I. Went back in my mind and thought, when else could that have been? And I has have you? Are you going to read the novelization of the movie? Yeah, probably. I'll, I'll probably listen because to listen to the audio. You know, book. you know, it was missing. Well, you know, it was missing, but I read somewhere that it actually wasn't missing because it's supposed to be in the novelization. Was I have a bad feeling about this? It's not missing. It's BB-8, right? BB-8 says yeah. I have a bad feeling about this. 
What? When? Well, you're not going to understand it as that, but um, Poe's reaction. Poe reacts, po reacts to uh, what? Something he, about happy beeps. Yeah, happy beeps. He says something about happy beeps. But, yeah, so. Uh, you know what else isn't in the movie? Wilhelm. There's no oh, Wil- yeah. There's no Wilhelm. Ah! That oh. scream? Wilhelm scream. There's no Wilhelm Did anybody scream. think that BB-8's part was almost like a little too much? He didn't really. What? No. I felt like he like he was like he's the new he was like almost the new the 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 figurehead of the whole first part of the movie. A lot a lot going on with BB-8. Yeah, you know who went nowhere was BB-9E. Yeah, no, nowhere at all. All he did was like basically follow BB-8 around, basically stalker. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you know anything about that, Tim? Stalker. Yeah. Mm. Well, no, but he (laughs) BB-8 goes with Finn and Rose when they go to Canto Bite. Well, you wanted to talk about Snoke before we get it. Yeah, before we get started. Snoke, Snoke. That's, that's, we're talking about things that went nowhere. That's what everybody's upset about. Again, oh, yeah. Yeah. Snoke went nowhere. That's Snoke one nowhere. of the things that I'm like the most, I think I'm most upset about. You know what? I don't really care because you know what? It goes back and forth. I've seen people also comment, well, we didn't know anything about the Emperor. No, right. We did. We absolutely did. The Emperor came from Palpatine. But we didn't know that. You didn't know that. You didn't even know his name was Palpatine. You just had the Emperor. Well, we knew that his name was Palpatine from the novel. So what are they going to do? Novelization, but so they're going to do this the movie, and then they're going to go back to the thirty, like forty-five years ago after no. the first. No, like, but there might be some. There might be some uh, exposition in Episode Nine that might explain who Snoke was. There might be something. Maybe the maybe the the Knights of Ren come into it somewhere, and then we do get some exposition about who Snoke was, or at least we find out who Snoke was, because obviously. Just how, to get, how is just this to, guy the to, most powerful evil Jedi or you know evil Emperor on the planet or you know where in the whole universe? Well, first of all, let's not does, call him a Sith because he's not. Okay, so whatever he is, how is this guy the most powerful evil dude? And yet he doesn't understand the 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 twisting of intentions that's going on in Kylo's mind. If Kylo's intending on turning the lightsaber to kill him, then shouldn't he have known it? If he's this this incredibly powerful arrogance. I guess that's it. I mean, there's only that's the only thing that makes any sense. What is it? What, what movie does it? Vader say your overconfidence will be your weakness. And Who's then say it too. Somebody says that, and then you're. Oh no! Somebody says that. No, Luke says that to uh, says the Emperor. Luke that says that to the Emperor, and then the Emperor says your faith in your your faith in your friends will be yours. Yeah. Well, maybe in this case, Snoke's overconfidence in himself was his weakness. That he was so confident. I mean, because he's the, in the middle well, of... He, no, he had it. You know what he said? I, you know what he said? He said was, I can feel it. I can feel the lightsaber turning. He meant... You're, you're led to be, or to believe that he's talking about the crossblade. Well, yeah, obviously. But then you see Luke's yeah, and then saber. The, but at the same, and then turn. at the same time, he's like, I cannot be betrayed. I cannot be right. beaten. He's so... The, 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 uh, the arrogance and the... The confidence is just dripping from his from himself when he's saying that stuff. It's just like, ew. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Uh, somebody, hey, you need to get one of those Praetorian guards cleaning that up after. <laughs> oh wait, they're dead. Oh darn. Hey, those guys were bitches too. <laughs> hey, that those guys were tough. What, the, the red ones were. I don't yeah. even remember seeing the other ones. Yeah. What are the ones? Was it that whole packet? Disneyland has the um, the red guards. And then it's got the the blue ones who are the new just, ones are called elite guard. Yeah, the blue ones were the are uh, they the like the prequel. Oh, is that pack? 
Oh, okay. I'm totally lost there then. No, there's, none a, of there's those, a none there's of the a ones pe- in that four pack have anything to do with Last Jedi. There you go. That's what I wanted to know. Okay. Which wait? Which ones? There's a four pack at in Star Trader of uh, the four Imperial Guards. Yeah. There's the blue one, the black one, black one, red one. There's two red ones. Oh, there's two red ones. Well, yeah, I don't know. There's ones. four of them in the. Pack. Oh, maybe one of them is one of the Praetorian Guards, but there's several different Praetorian Guards. Well, there's four pins that have just come out recently. There's Kylo, Ray. Elite guard and one other one, and that uh, are like they're just it's a series. Of well, the thing out. is, is that with those Praetorian guards, there's like freaking like five different, six different ones. It's like that Disneyland, they have the toy. The toy that they have is only one of the many weapons that those guys are carrying around. Dirty kitty member. One of them has one of the one of them has Whiplash's whip. Another oh, for one. all the different weapons. Yeah, all those yeah. different weapons. That guy. I mean, that was kind of cool. They actually came off as I said they went out pretty tough. Or, or like like punks, but they really didn't. They actually put up a little bit of a fight. Hell yeah, there. dude! Out there, yeah. they that, that was you they, know that that was the only lightsaber battle you got. They lasted longer than I did thought. You, did you notice that? Yeah, there was no actual lightsaber battles between any. any but you two know people. it was pretty badass. Yeah, I mean because the last. Oh no! Yeah, it was. Well, I, Force Awakens, all we got was like a mini lightsaber battle that ended quickly between Finn and Kylo, mm-hmm. and then we got the. Uh, the the, the Ray one, which was basically in two parts, because you had Ray pre awakening, getting her ass kicked, and then you had Ray post awakening, kicking ass. But they there was a lightsaber battle where Kylo and Ray fought the elite guard. Well, that's but what they, we're talking about. They never fought each other. They never know. There was no actual lightsaber duel. They just used lightsabers the in, elite that, guard in that battle. Use light, they're, they're no, they weren't lightsabers. They were like they didn't they have lightsabers. Vibro blades or whatever. Yeah, they had uh, vibro blades and all kinds of vibros. <laughs> Vibro whip. Vibro Why is it? Somebody's always gonna have the nunchucks. Yeah, always gonna have the, yeah, yeah, the thing, right the thing you take apart and fight with too. You know, Ryan Johnson was a fan of American Ninja. Well, that, <laughs> that's fine. I mean, I just, who wasn't? It. Who wasn't our age? <laughs> I like part two. I looked American in the, the visual. Warrior? I told you I picked at the visual no. dictionary. The visual <laughs> dictionary on Snoke does make sure to mention that he's not. He's not a Sith that died with Darth Vader. The Sith they're dead. He's just a um, a practitioner of the dark side. The yeah. ring that Snoke has on has a stone in it. The black diamond. Yeah, that elusive Darth Revan. And also, uh, you heard what the uh, working title is for Episode Nine, right? No, I didn't actually. Black is Diamond. Is it Black Diamond? Yeah. Yeah, uh, kiss Black Diamond. <laughs> I was waiting for him to say something. <laughs> that's oh, what, that's crazy. I mean, I can't imagine they're gonna call people think Star that... Wars Black Diamond. No, it's well, just, no, it's, it's a working just, title. Yeah. All, all Star Wars, like you know, it's famously uh, Return of the Jedi. Everybody knows what the what the code word yeah, name blue, for blue uh, blue, harvest. blue harvest. There you go. Horror beyond beyond imagination is what the, they even had hats, crew hats, and everything that had an actual logo that said Blue Harvest Horror Beyond Imagination. They went all out keeping the secrets of Return of the Jedi. But uh, well, just like Han Solo. When, How much does that go for on eBay? That's the red cup. Red cup was the code word for for the Solo when it first. <laughs> red cup. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't Solo that. cup. Yeah. yeah, red Solo cup. That's where I, that's where that came from. That's so. that's pretty clever. So uh, yeah, the uh, working title right now for Episode Nine is Black Diamond. So it's a lot of people are speculating that there could be a. That's why I was mentioned that who knows what kind of information we find and might find out about Snoke and. Because he's gone, don't mean we're not going to find out about. No, no, it. Um, I, I, you you might get that because again, I was looking at the visual dictionary and there's all kinds of things that are around that allude to things from Palpatine. So he was a big, a big fan of Palpatine. Alps. Yeah, so we'll we'll kind of see what happens there. Even from the way, 
um, his throne room. There was a lot of parallels. There was a parallel to what. There's a lot of parallel between like in the, episode three. the Vader Luke Palpatine Emperor scene and the. Oh, I was going to mention Kylo. that earlier because we were talking about how things were. Uh, we're talking about red herrings and how things are are framed and staged to make us think one thing, and that it's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Johnson has said that he framed Kylo and uh, Ray coming up in the elevator. It's oh, like framed Luke, Luke exactly and, uh, the same as Luke and, Luke and Vader coming up in the elevator yeah. because he wanted to make give everybody that sense of uneasiness that it was going to go the same way that the uh, end of Return of the Jedi oh. was going to go, that he wanted to throw people off, that they give them that same feeling. The, uh, did your did your theater clap when, when Snoke uh, got the half price? Yeah. Deal? <laughs> yeah. Half off deal? Mm, yeah. yeah. Everybody thought... Sure. Oh, mine did. They went crazy, and I was like, "This is not gonna go the way you think." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, "No, no. I know. I know what happened here." Did you? Did anybody else notice that the music that's played? It when was. It was Jedi music. It when, was well, when uh, they when they walk when they walk into Snoke's chamber, the same music plays that played in uh, in Return of the Jedi when they walked in to see the Emperor. Well, it's on. It's all John Williams anyway. Yeah, but um, good- a- after that, it happened. I don't remember the name of the song. Maybe Anthony can help you here. What's what's the the main Jedi theme song? The one that's like it's obvious it's Luke's song, right? That's the one that played when um when Snoke was cut in half. He even gave you the red herring there because the music was like I, I noticed. I picked up on that. They're like that. Wait a minute. That's the music of that's that's the the light side music. That's not the dark side. It wasn't the Imperial March. Here's a question for you: Is there was there any original music in this, or is it all recycled, John Williams? Well, there's no re- not, there's nothing recycled. Well, it's all new cues of it's the same music. Not cues of the same music. It's not all new music. I mean, it's not all re-cues of old music. He has original music in there. It's him making reference to old stuff with the music. But it's new cues of the music. I didn't hear anything that sounded new to me. Really? I heard well, a lot of I heard a I lot mean, of how stuff much you that really sounded- yeah, I mean, I'm a big person on music, and he, I he is, yeah. I well, that's why I asked him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that's uh, new. I mean, you even got different cues. I mean, even though you got identifiable things, like for example, I mean, I can talk about music in a little bit. Some of the cues are really hard to bring up, and I'm not going to be able to play as much music as what I usually try to do. But uh, there is things where you got cues that are completely brand new cues that go into old cues, brand new cues, old cues. I mean, like even in the track, like. Uh, I made the joke when this came out. I looked at the track listing because, you know, everybody goes famously back to the episode one track listing, which came out before episode one. And yet it had a track called Qui-Gon's Noble End. Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Which like is like they they foreshadow what's going to happen. Yeah. Thanks. It's like, thanks. You guys all just told us that Qui-Gon's going to die die before the movie even came out. So these last two movies, uh, Force Awakens and uh, Last Jedi, the soundtrack didn't come out until the day of the movie. And uh, I don't remember if there was any spoilers in the uh, uh, Force Awakens soundtrack titles, but there definitely wasn't really any spoilers in the soundtrack itself. Now, this soundtrack, though, full of spoilers, not least of which would be one particular track, which includes Yoda's theme, because all people would have had to do was listen to this and hear Yoda's theme. Oh, Yoda's in the movie. So you couldn't really release this soundtrack beforehand. Because of the fact that 
the Yoda's theme is in there, and it would have totally spoiled Yoda. But, uh, no, there's a lot in there. I mean, uh, if you see it again, I mean, pay more attention to the music. There's a lot of new stuff in there. I mean, I guess it's, it's, it's just a lot of it is extra cues. Like, for example, uh, I mean, everybody obviously recognized that when uh, the Millennium Falcon goes underground in Crate, they all of a sudden start playing the music from the uh, TIE Fighter battle in Star Wars. That was pretty obvious. I don't know if I caught that, but it needs a, like I said, it needs a third and fourth viewing. Yeah, because as soon as they go underground and uh, the gun is starts scraping against the walls, Wait, it starts you, playing that... Like from the... When they're shooting the TIE Fighters after they escape the Death Star in yeah, Star Wars. okay, okay. That music. But, uh... For some reason, the scene in the asteroid belt. Oh, you know what? Actually, when I walked out of the movie, her and I were talking about that, and mm-hmm. we both... She actually thought it was the music from... What did you think it was from? You thought it was something different. Well, no, that's because it is in... Well, yeah, there's a, there's a few notes of it before that. Yeah, there's actually notes from the snow speeders, and then actually later on when we I listened to the actual soundtrack, was the snow speeder one on the mineral planet? Yeah, all during the battle of crate. Okay, all during the battle of crate, you got cues, you got little bits from the snow speeder battle with you, the adats. You had to get that with the adats and, right. the, and the the salt. It's super subtle though, but then yeah. you also have super subtle. You do have the asteroid field. A uh, few notes of the asteroid field in there, but it's all put together where it's like not, you know, really cool. Whereas obviously the one cue was obvious super callback to Star Wars, which you know the the movie's full of huge callbacks to Star Wars. Yeah, uh, let's just talk about R two D two with the uh, with the uh, hologram real quick. That That's cool. the moment. She almost, I mean, he almost got him. I mean, he did get him, but like he almost really got him. I think. Yeah, he was like, "That's dirty." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, that's the dirt, big dirty award right there to R2-D2. <laughs> the dirty yeah. award of the week goes like, to he, I mean, he, R2-D2. I mean, you got nothing. <laughs> what else could you pull out except for the, the hologram that started it all? Yeah. Right? Exactly. I mean, every, the thing that got Luke into the whole mess to begin with. That's and, crazy. And R2 still has that in his memory banks. Well, let's remember, and I pointed this out to my friend Jesse when we watched the second time. We have to remember that R2-D2 is the only character in the entire entire thing that knows everything that's going on all the time right c-3po's memory was wiped and everybody else is human so they don't know all the inner workings but r2's been pretty much in every pivotal point through the whole movie he's the only one in new hope that knows that anakin and darth vader are the same guy right uh since the anakin built him right i thought it was interesting that we all had forgotten that R2, I had forgotten that R2, R2 was with Ray and they Anakin Chewie. built C3PO. Yeah. Who built R2? Uh, some uh, people on Naboo. Remember, he came out of the Naboo random? starship. He came out of a starship to yeah. be the um, to fix something on a starship when one of the other astronauts. He was just got some random away. astromech working. Yeah. And then on him the, and C3PO uh, just became friends, and that was just it. Well, oh, they no. met. They met in uh, Episode pa- Two. Yeah, Padme actually kind of. Uh, Kind of yeah. took a liking R two because he saved them, I guess. And then, uh, her in her disguise as handmaiden, she was cleaning R two and kind of got to know him. And then he ended up accompanying them on the planet when they got to tattooing. Okay. But, uh, 
Yeah, did I mean was I the only one who? It's funny how you we all remember. Was I the only one pieces? who forgot that R two was even there with Ray and Chewbacca on? No, uh, I, tol- I totally forgot. Oh, I didn't. That. I didn't know that he was in the ship. I knew that he was with the rebels. Well, you see him at the end. Yeah, he, he boarded at, the ship at the end of. At the end, he boards the ship I, I with them, and then when Ray starts walking up the steps. Chewie and Chewie's R2 and are R2 standing right oh, there. True. So you knew R2 was there. but Somebody then, had to go to be with, but then with Chewie. I completely forgot that R2 was there the whole time because he never appears. Uh, obviously, Chewie comes bursting and breaks Luke's door off. <laughs> why do you, why do you, this is a question I had right away. Why doesn't Chewie just pick up Luke and carry him into the Falcon? Because he has a lightsaber. I don't He's, know. <laughs> that was, I mean, You're it, led to believe he has a lightsaber. I mean, all, the only thing that makes sense is he thinks, like, oh, he's going to beat me up with the Force or whatever, right? But it's like, that's his uh, friend. I think he respects him enough as a friend right. to say he's got to come around to this right. on, his, on his own. I don't know. I think Chewie's just picked him up, carried him into the Falcon, end of story, go kick some ass. <laughs> Damn you, Chewie. You don't eat, and you, you don't eat, carry people. You don't eat puffins. I mean, porgs. <laughs> Now, uh, you wanted to talk about Holdo, which will bring us to Molly, one of my favorite parts in the movie. Laura Dern? Well, I mean... It involves... <laughs> that wasn't bad. Yeah, I liked Laura Dern in it. I mean, coming from the era that we were all from, you know, sure, Laura Dern is a kind of a hottie from from years past, right? Yeah, Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was <laughs> I mean, she's got a bunch of stuff from even before then, too. Ramblin' Rose. Isn't there a movie where she plays like the, uh, she plays like the uh, caretaker to some boy or something? Yeah, that's Ramblin' Rose. And then he like, and then they like, she like lets the boy like. Beyond yeah. That's uh, that one. That's the movie. That's the movie. Okay. I'll live and die by Jurassic Park. Yeah, that's with Robert Duvall. I believe so. Yeah. yeah, that's that movie. She lets the boy fiddle her or whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. I remember. I remember that scene when Whoa, I was. Whoa! Like, different that's, podcast. That's anyway, some hot yeah. stuff. <laughs> Let's move on. I'm just Laura saying, Dern. Laura Dern. So, uh, yeah, Laura Dern. I thought she was pretty good. I thought at the, at the beginning I couldn't stand her. I thought Poe was totally right. I agree. That was like, who the... <laughs> where does she think this bitch thinks she is, you yeah. know? Like, she's going to lead them into disaster. Maybe yeah. Poe's... Cut that out. Poe's the only one... Okay, F-bomb. Poe's yeah, the, the only one... Poe's the only one that You're knows it. And she's not willing to listen, right? But it turns out that she's just doing what more, Leia's... More misdirections and red herrings from Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Turns out she's just doing what Leia wants her to. Right. It's already been discussed. So she's actually... Uh, I want to say that with uh, with uh, talking about Holdo real quick and the whole... Uh, I don't know what the, everybody's thoughts about the whole uh, running away and the whole fuel thing is because a lot of people have been complaining about the whole... Oh, since when is there fuel problems in Star Wars? And I just well, since my, you're a small rebel force that just got denial. Right. Then my only response to that is, well, when wouldn't there have been? Just because my whole response is, just because you don't see something happening on the screen doesn't mean they're not having problems with it. And since when has uh, fuel ever been not been a problem in sci-fi? Going all the way back to probably Lost in Space, Star Trek, many episodes of Star Trek involved them looking for fuel. There's a whole plot point in Galaxy Quest with them having to go get, get the uh, the big sphere off the planet. That's fuel. Yeah, that's true. Uh, with the rock, the right? You see all kinds movie. of ships in the within the series being right, like. Uh, but I got presumably gotta, filled up, or even Han and Empire says Bespin. That's pretty far, but I think we can make it. Right. He's alluding to fuel. Right, and then there's a then on Rebels. They're always talking about 
the ghost being out of fuel or or there was even an episode where if they didn't get fuel, they weren't going to be doing anything. It's a great plot right. device to move things forward. Yeah, and I, I um, one of the biggest things, the, one of the biggest vibes I got was I got a big Balsar Galactica vibe from that. Like, especially, like, there was whole episodes like oh, in the Cylons old... Cylons and Phasma. You may... Oh, no. That, well, yeah, that, that too. <laughs> make, trying to make that connection? Well, because, you know, there's, there's with the whole uh, running out of fuel and then sending... Uh, people off to look for a way to do this. It, I had a whole original Battlestar Galactica mm-hmm. vibe of them, of like Adama sending uh, Apollo and Starbuck off to look for something. They're the ones who get sent to the casino planet where they run into a garrison of storm of uh, of uh, Cylons and then they have to come back. And I got a whole Battlestar Galactica vibe from that. But then the whole fuel thing and Holdo herself actually gave me a new Battlestar Galactica vibe. She gave me kind of a uh, President Rosalind vibe. I don't know if anybody's seen the new Battlestar Galactica. No, I haven't. Okay. No? I said I know what you're talking about. Okay. Just the vibe, though. Not yeah. Like, and then it the was vibe. actually brought up, and it was I hadn't been spe- I was I hadn't been specifically thinking about that episode, but then it occurred to me that I had been because it was brought up. Uh, Kevin Smith talked about. I was listening to Kevin Smith. Oh, I haven't watched his reaction yet. Yeah, we were listening to uh, Fat Man on Batman, his yeah. reaction show. And he specifically brought up an episode of uh, Battlestar Galactica where they had to jump every 20 minutes. Otherwise, the uh, Cylons w- were following them through jumps. That sounds like something kind of common. Right. So yeah. they had to jump every 20 minutes because that was how long. they Even once they jumped, then immediately as soon as they jumped, they would start a clock on the wall. And they would do all the repairs and stuff they, they couldn't do when they were jumping. And then... Uh, as soon as the time ran out, then they would uh, jump again before the Cylons showed up. Jump was, again, yeah, jump again, jump again. And I got definitely got that that same sort of vibe from uh, what was going on. So I mean, it, it's all it's all basic sci-fi. I mean, I just don't understand the people's complaints with that. And they just running out of fuel is not something that's commonly talked about. No, neither is going Star to the bathroom, Wars. but you know they all do it. Neither is eating, but you hardly ever sleeping. Seen it. Sleeping, well, you never. Chewie doesn't eat. I mean, so <laughs> not anymore. Apparently, he's vegetarian. But uh, yeah, so I mean, it's all stuff that's it's basic science fiction tropes that just because you see that going on doesn't mean it is. But I mean, it's always like I said, fuel has always been a science fiction trope. So uh, just I'll because it's, just, be- just just because it hasn't explicitly been a plot point before, why can't it be a plot point this time? I just don't understand. We're going to blow them out of the sky. So yeah, back to uh, Holdo. What a weird name for a admiral, huh? Yes, Vice Admiral Odo. Holdo. You're a Holdo. She has a first name, Amelin. I think her first name is Amelin. They, they don't say it in the movie, but it's in uh, one of the, it's well, in a book. And Poe was like, "You're not what I expected." Yeah. <laughs> you but, mean like uh, six inches taller than him? Well, and then he—you could see it in his face. They thought they were—he thought they were going to promote him. He thought he was going to be in charge. Yeah, he thought he was. Which they're is, all the the next choice right away. Which is, is really, which is really uh, stupid. Even think he, I don't understand. But, I mean, unless it was the whole. No, he was a. Oh, commander. just because I'm a man. No, he was a commander. He was. Yeah, but what's captain co- to commander? He, and no, then... he. I think he. I don't even know if it was that. He thought he was so daring that he'd be the one because he was the one willing to take chances. Because once and stuff. again, dripping with that confidence, that yeah. same confidence well, that. You know, uh, not to really make a par- comparisons between Poe and Snoke, but 
they both basically felt failed from the same uh yeah, overconfidence in themselves. He he learned from it cuz Leia when she had the conversation well, yeah, with he him. he learned from it, but yeah. too late though, in a sense, too late. Well, how no many, because how many you, you see what he... happens to him in episode 9 because he went from being that that oh, he's wanting, wanting, to, wanting to be a hero to learning how to be a leader. Well, he has and, to... and that's what I think this, this I think that's what the whole movie's oh, about. Oh, I agree. Definitely. It's, pa- it's passing that uh it's passing the torch. Well, cuz deep down he has to know that those lives that all those People that died on those those bomber transports. Runs. No, no, no. Well, that too, which I do want to talk about the bomber runs specifically. Um, no, all the people that died in the ships after DJ gives up the fact about the ships. Benicio little, del Toro. Yes, Benicio del Toro. The fact that when he gives up the fact about the little ships are being cooked and they're going down a crate, and then they start picking off the little ships. Yeah, all those people, all those the lives are on Poe's hands. Because yeah. they wouldn't have died if he hadn't sent R- Rose and Finn on their little misadventure. Yeah. Well, all the all the ones from the uh, all the ones in the transport ships, the bom- at, the bombers. No, no, not the bombers. At no, the I end. Know what you're, no, I know what you're talking about. Well, the bombers too. That yeah. that was already on his hands. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I want to let's talk about. Well, no, uh, we weren't done with Holdo because I just want I want to talk about the hyperspace jump. I I thought it was great. What well, that's that's a bold move. Uh, you know, in a movie that I already she's thought... She's eventually going to die anyway, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously she knew that she was going to die. So, I mean, why not, uh, you know... It's Go like big. Leia said that she didn't want to be, uh, be a hero because she wanted to keep everybody in the light. But she ended up doing both. She ended up being a hero and keeping everybody in the light, presumably. But, uh, yeah, the in a movie that I think already had fantastic sound design... Mm-hmm. That sequence has one of the best sound designs of any movie. Oh, is that the? It, was, it went silent. Yeah, it yeah. went silent. It was, it was very. Yeah, there was nothing. nothing. It was dead air. Dead air. It, when, Which is what you'd actually hear in space. Right. And, and uh, very few science fiction directors use silence effectively. That was one of the most effective uses of silence. I've ever seen well, in any movie. Because you can hear everyone in the theater gasp at the same time. Right. Because you get, because then the silence was long. It was. The silence was that. incredibly long, but it gave everybody in the audience that you, you could hear the gasping. You hear the breathing. You could hear everybody <laughs> just, uh, uh, you know, taking in what they just saw. And one of the only other examples of silence, uh, uh, I mean, Star Trek has used it. JJ is really good at it because it actually, in. In Star Trek 09, when uh, when they do the space jump, when they're going down to the platform in the first Star Trek, JJ Star Trek. I know I've seen it, but oh, you haven't seen uh, that one? No, I've seen it in the first one, but I've I only watched I've it once. I've only seen it once. Yeah. When they too. jump out and they're flying in their spacesuits and they're going down to the platform. Oh, sounds, oh yeah, sounds yeah, yeah, vaguely yeah. familiar. And yeah. there's a, there's like a uh, there's a silence, but then there's a weird like and there's like a weird sound. The sign design in that was really good too. I it's really I had really hard to explain if you don't know what exactly what I'm talking about. But yeah, I thought the sign the sound design on the uh, whole uh, cutting the uh, ships uh, uh, in half was basically it was. I thought it was amazing. It was probably the probably to me it was what other than Luke and the reveal of his that he's projecting. I thought it was one of the most amazing moments in the movie. What about the bombers? Yeah, the bombers that. was yeah, one of the movies that 
and it's been coming out again. A lot of people have been revisiting the list because I don't know if you remember. We talked about it on the podcast. I don't know if this will remember. Two, when Ryan Johnson was first given Last Jedi, he, or uh, when he started coming out with a story, Ryan Johnson gave out a list of movies that were his inspiration for Star Wars, including Gunga Din and uh, Bridge on the River Kwai and uh, a few other movies. But the one movie specifically was uh, 12 O'Clock High um, with Gregory Peck, I believe. And uh, you see it right there in that bomber scene. Even more so than 12 O'Clock High because I haven't seen it as much. Memphis Bell. Oh, I thought you were using silence effectively. Yes, I was using uh, I was going to say that earlier. I was going to say, maybe you should incorporate that once in a while here. Who's seen Memphis Bell? I don't think I've seen that. I know I know what Memphis Bell is, okay. but I know. You've never I'm... seen it? No? No? Okay. I guess that's just me then. <laughs> if anybody out there. Write us a message yeah. from the Mousepire Facebook page and let us know if you've ever seen Memphis Bell. No, the whole the whole sequence with the uh, the bombers was Memphis Bell because you know what Memphis Bell is about, right? B seventeen bombers yeah, over the, Europe, the, yeah. And they were the only one to get through all their missions to get mm-hmm. to go home. But uh, that that whole sequence, the 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 the, the dogfighting, the fighters all around them trying to drop their bombs, one ship getting taken out and taking out other ships. That's all. That's all right out of Memphis Bell, as far as I'm concerned. I'm sure it's more. Uh, 12 o'clock high is am- influence, but because it's more modern for me, I totally got a whole Memphis Bell, even right down to Rose or Rose's sister page being in the ball turret. Cause in Memphis Bell, it's actually Sean Astin. Check it out. Is the ball turret. There's a scene in the movie where the, he gets hit and the whole, the ball actually breaks <laughs> and he's just hanging there. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I've seen that. And he's just sitting in the glass, basically. Yeah. Right? And like, if the glass shatters, he no, just the glass falls. is gone. He the glass blew out. He's, he's sitting in. He's the... just the only thing holding them, and there is his seatbelt. Oh. And he has to figure out. He has to swing. He has to use the the release or something. Swing the ball rack around so he can get out. Yeah, I don't know if I remember that part, but I know what you're talking about. Right. I've seen. I think I've seen the scene, maybe. Um, Anyways, yeah, that whole the whole bomber sequence reminded me of that. I mean, there's part of it that was like, you know, they should have just released the bombs earlier. They're waiting till that magic moment, and that's what screws it up. It was a little angry, to be honest with you. I was, you know, I'm I'm yelling at, not yelling at the screen out of respect for everybody else, but had it just been me in my house, I would have probably been just release the bombs, you idiots. Bombers have no shielding. Well, it's maybe one of those things where obviously they had to release the bombs on that certain spot, or else it was going to be like, uh, like in New Hope, where he it's where, like a two meter wide hole. Yeah, where the one guy shoots there. Oh, it was just in, a glance off on the surface. Just a gl- impact on the surface. You know, maybe it was one of those things where if they didn't bomb in that exact place, it was just going to be superficial damage to the. Uh, I mean, they had to take it out in one shot, or else it was going to shoot. Right. So I mean, it was it was there. It was either. You do it or you don't. Should we bring it on home? Well, we were just talking about Rose, and I'm not so sure how I feel about Rose. I like Rose. I like Rose, and I think it was funny that you spent 
two years thinking you're going to get a bromance between Finn and Poe. Uh, and in uh, one second, <laughs> one slight kiss, maybe undoes it. Maybe Poe gets jealous. Who knows? Well, you think Poe likes her? I think Poe likes Finn. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. I can see it now. <laughs> there's there's a, quite a bromance going on there. I don't think they call that a bromance, though. A bromance is when two guys are like buddies. Well, they started out like that, but they're... Two guys they're, are buddies. The assumption for two years if, is going to be... This is going to be a little bit more than a if bromance. If Poe has like a... Yeah, like like, he wants to look up Finn on Grinder is what you're getting Yeah, at. but, but Poe let him keep his jacket. Well, that's true. See? Yeah. Yeah. Last time I let a, key, a guy keep my jacket. Oh, wait, never. <laughs> <laughs> that is Not that there's true. anything wrong with that. Uh, <laughs> but I, my wife uses all my jackets. I thought that they were building yeah, something. Yeah, because even if I lent you a jacket and it suited you, I'm getting my jacket back. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't give your jacket back if it's suited And then if me. you got up off the hospital I mean, bed short, and you're, hey, s- you're squirting all over me. Hey, they're short, they're short <laughs> on fuel. You think you can afford a new jacket? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that they were building up a little something between Ray and well, that was what everybody was supposed to believe. Okay, hold on. I got something about that real, real quick. When did you notice the look on her face when he put the blanket on Rose? Oh yeah, the, she was a little bit of jealousy face. there. There yeah. was a little bit of jealousy there. Yeah, there was on a little whose, bit of a glance on whose there. Face? Ray on Ray's face. Ray oh. saw. Ray did you watches. That, Ray did you watches that? Uh, Finn put the blanket after she gets. He gets the blanket out of the out of the uh, the where, Jedi, where you see the books. Yeah, out of the Jedi books book drawer. Right. Uh, you see him go put the blanket on her, and then you see Ray looking at him with a bit of, oh, really? <laughs> well, Cause, I you think know, the reason uh, that it doesn't matter, though, is clearly because... clearly we've established that Ray, thank goodness, is not into Kylo, no. or else she would Ooh. not have been offended by his shirt off. No, no, that's exactly why she's into Kylo. Why, because his shirt was off? No, she's in. She, the only reason that she even commented oh, on, the, on the fact, the only reason she even commented on the fact that he had his shirt off is because she's in. Oh, okay. It I wouldn't see. have bugged her if that, she didn't. If she wasn't work? attracted to him. Rebecca, <laughs> you need a woman's perspective. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you don't want to totally, give her perspective. No, because she's totally against Krylo. Against <laughs> emo Kylo. I think honestly, I think that they're they're real. Well, okay. I think that Kylo Ren uh, has a thing for her, and it has to do with kind of maybe being dominated. Where she's like a little more powerful than him, and he likes that. Oh, he totally has a thing for her. Yeah, and I think but that she—I don't know—she she... maybe doesn't want to have a thing for him, but there's something about him that is just like drawing to her. And I—I really—I mean, I think that they'll—I mean, they just—they have to hook up, I guess. Yeah. Nah, no, they don't have to. Yeah, I think yeah. you're just gonna get teased. Whatever. I think he definitely <laughs> wants her, and the fact that she. He had his shirt you, off. You, you, he had his shirt off, and she was like, "Oh my god, I'm attracted." Do you think you could cover up, please? You mean because it, were their parents? You're, you're nothing to them, but well, you that's are to enough. me. Well, that's well. Oh, maybe that, that's what he's. That's a pickup line, baby. Here, Rebecca, Rebecca, <laughs> you're nothing me, to them. Let me ask but you this. to me. If you didn't want to be attracted to a guy, and then you were like, suddenly he had his shirt off, and he was all hey, and you found yourself going, huh, like I am attracted, then it would be like, hey, put something on because I don't want to see that, right? <laughs> well, well, we need to get some women's opinions here if you would please write us an, a message on the mousepire facebook page or mousepire at gmail.com one of these things just let us know do you think that ray wanting him to cover up is more 
indicative of her being attracted to him or not being attracted to him. Women's opinions only, please. I guess if you want to give your guy's opinion, you're, you're feel free to do that. We'd like to hear There's nothing wrong with that. That's, we just want to hear some opinions about that specifically, right? All right, let's talk about Canto Bite real quick, and then we'll start the uh, wrap-up. Wrap up. Uh, what do you want to – oh, well. I mean, we already started alluding to it. We we got the fact that these guys don't really didn't really like the scene. I admitted to myself that I thought that the beginning – I thought the middle was kind of dragging – and that the whole Canto Bite thing seemed, I mean, I already established that I thought. That's that, the casino? Yes. Okay. I already thought that I thought it was, uh, the whole thing was started out with because of the whole Mazda which I thought was bullcrap. But like I said, I read a couple articles. Hey, what did they say? I want to hear what they what I read a couple articles, and then on uh, second viewing, I started to get pick up on some of the vibes, like what Dan started to allude to. Which was that it's it's political commentary and it sets up everything for the kids that are there. It's basically yeah. Hey, it's, what are those animals called? Children. No. <laughs> <laughs> what say it again? Yeah. Fathers. Fathers. What are fathers? Fathers. Those uh, like the racing the racing horses, for lack of a better oh, term. Oh, okay. But like the kids are slaves that take care of them. So that planet is there. To show you what it's actually like that people are still oppressed because that's who's going to join the rebellion, right? No, and you're given that, you're right? Given that obviously, the not the scene. the rich people who are obviously the ones who are the. It's a whole commentary about how the rich people are only rich because of war. DJ showed you that too when he right. when he went to the ship. Let's see who owns this, right? And then it's he like, shows oh, you... guys that sell stuff to the good, the bad guys. Oh, and the good guys, right? Which just like in just like in real life, the the rich are playing both sides. Yeah, see that that's backed up at at the end of the movie when the kids are playing with the toys and relating the story of Luke Skywalker to each other, and then that guy comes in and breaks him up, you know, the alien, and then the kid goes outside, obviously uses the force to grab, grab the, the to grab the order, the, yeah, the, the mop the broom, sweeps a little bit, shows that he has the ring on that was roses, and then you know he lifts his. It lifts the uh, broom up, and it's meant to look like a lightsaber. Yeah, it goes. It, the, wait, what was roses? The, the ring. ring. Rose. She had a she had a ring when when they first trying to hide in the um, the stable. I guess when they're first trying to hide in the stable, the kid they, goes to the press kid goes the to alarm. press the alarm, and she said, "No, we're with the rebellion and she or the, with the resistance." The... She shows him the ring that has the symbol on it, the rebel symbol. And I want he that stopped ring. And didn't do it. Yeah, I want right. That ring with the little hideaway. But the kid had it at the end. So she gave it to she him. She gave it to him. That's what it's meant to show you, that she you know, gave it to him. I think that's when I went to the bathroom. Because hope, hope – well, <laughs> yeah. you never see her hand it off to him. It's just like you're, you're meant to take that right, as right. – she gave it to him because that's who had it. So he had it on showing like, no, there's still hope there. And it's obviously going to continue because the kid grabbed it with the force, and then it's obviously meant to look like a lightsaber. Right, it's it interesting no, no, because totally. Ryan Johnson has talked about how that the kid wasn't originally supposed to be in the uh, initial Canto Bite scene. Oh, really? Yeah, he actually wasn't in when Finn looks through the binoculars and sees the thing going oh, on. Oh, yeah, he got knocked, knocked and around. And then later yeah. on, uh, when they go into the stable, he actually the kid actually wasn't part of that. The kid actually doesn't appear until the end originally, but they wanted to establish the kid. Yeah, because it's the same kid. Right. Yeah. They wanted to establish the kid being there. Uh, giving being, him being mistreated. They wanted to establish him, so basically. So the final scene takes place on Canto Bite. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the... the 
because that's the the thing. The kid comes out, and that's the ramp, the same ramp that the the door opened when they when they ran out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so the the whole basically the whole Canto bite thing is like a, like we said a political commentary on the the you know greed and war and how they play both sides and how the only true hope for the new rebellion will be the future. And it, that's what it's called, because before it was the resistance, and now it's called the rebellion. Rebellion again. Because Luke said that, too. The rebellion is born again on this right. day. Right. Yeah. So, I mean... See, that's the stuff that gives you goosebumps. <laughs> Which is, what, the changing of a name? Yeah, because you realize we've seen this all before, and we're going to see it again. When did they switch from the rebellion to the resistance? At that moment, time? when basically when Luke says it. No, he said from no, the rebellion no. to the resistance. The oh. first time. After, after the First Order... Um, Came to power. So before it's well, meant actually, to be, there it's was meant to be before episode seven. Well, actually, there they went from the rebellion to the republic, right? To when the first order started to come about, and then there's a resistance the, to the first order. There's a lot of stuff that was explained in the books, specifically the Force Awakens uh, novelization. Hold on. And some Start, other books. Starting at the beginning, you've got the republic, right? In, the, in episode one, you two, have the three, old Repu- yeah, old the, republic, yeah, the, the republic. And then you have the Empire, the Empire, which takes starts in basically at the end episode of three. end of episode three, yeah. All right? And then that carries through the the original the the end original soliloquy in the end of six. Well, actually, the Empire still continues on after six because they're then, still fighting them. But for then quite in the balance to a, the is Empire canon? is the yeah that's canon. Okay, the balance to the Empire in four, five, and six is called the Rebellion or the Resistance? Rebellion. The Rebellion. The Rebellion, which was established long before. Uh, which is why Star Long Wars before Rebels Star exists, Wars, yeah, right. Star Wars Rebels is the is basically a, a lot of the early days of the re, the rebellion, and then by the time of Rogue One, that's when the re, Rogue One is when the rebellion actually first comes together. One of the first times they come together as a big, huge group. It's the Republic after the fall of the Empire. The re, the the uh, Resistance was after brought, the Battle of Jakku, huh? Yeah, the Resistance was actually brought about because the Republic didn't believe Leia's uh Leia thought that the uh, well, the first order was going to rise. The third first order yeah. was going to become an issue. So she had a resistance to the first order but while the republic was still there. The republic there. was, was the, that's that's in episode 7. This is all in between episode prior to episode 7. It's explained in episode 7 that the resistance was working at the same time as the republic, but the resistance saw the first order as a threat where the Republic didn't see it as big a threat as it was. The Republic, the Republic people, all the people in the Senate and everything, they just, they wanted, they were like, peace is finally here, we just want to have peace. Yeah. And those people are out there causing problems, but they're on like the outer rim at the time or something. But then uh, the events of The Force Awakens come about, and that a big shift in power because, you know, the uh, Starkiller base destroys basically the whole entire Republic. Yeah. So... Now, which is something you don't really get unless you really think about the uh, consequences of Force Awakens, is that the reason that nobody comes to help them at the oh, end? Oh, there is afraid? nobody. There is nobody. There's Everybody's afraid. Yeah. That's the whole point of they're, the kids that's also. That's the whole point of the kids. That they're, that's they're, the whole point of the kids is that they're the, the events of what, what Circular Base did by killing, basically destroying all those planets, is that it made everybody in the galaxy even more of as opposed to, as I was telling her, that 
as opposed to Alderaan, which became a rallying cry, a la the Alamo or Pearl Harbor. Uh, that became a rallying cry. The Remember Alderaan. The destruction of the galaxy became a fear. Moment. Right. The Obviously, the First Order had a lot more power than just destroy one planet. They destroyed multiple, a whole system of planets. And at that point, it's like, well, we can't fight that. So people just got super afraid. And that's why the end of crate. that's why people are receiving the distress call, but nobody's answering. Because they're either... There is nobody to answer it, or they're too afraid of the first uh, the first order, and that's so why. You... So when they're there saying we've sent the call out, it's just a matter of time. No, there's a line in there that actually says <laughs> multiple points have received it, but no one's coming. Right, uh, that's actually said. Yeah, Carrie Fisher's daughter's character Billy says, Lord. "Yeah, Billy Lord says uh, multiple people are receiving, but nobody's answering." And so at that point, you're like, "Well, there nobody's coming to help," and then that's when Luke shows up. And and, it, uh, yeah. and uh, obviously, let, I need to see this movie again. Obviously, <laughs> and then Leia makes all the points about sparks, and the sparks have now begun. And... How many times have you seen The Force Awakens? Oh, I don't know, several times. Seven, I mean, I've seen, six, eight, I saw it. Oh, probably more than that. I mean, I saw it. I don't know how I many times in the theater. Four, four times in the theater. Yeah, something probably. like that. And I don't know how many times I've seen bits and pieces of it on cable. Yeah, only like maybe two or three after. But I sit there every time I, I go and see it after the first time. I'm looking for stuff. Stuff, yeah. Like I, I'm watching the whole thing, but I'm looking for specific stuff. And I don't know for whatever reason. I just remember that crap. Ready, ready to bring this on home? Yeah, let's bring it on home. You know, it's funny when we started this. I thought, I wonder how rewatchable these movies are in comparison to the original trilogy. That was my. I was actually going to ask you guys what you thought about that. And I don't even know, I don't even need an answer because I'm coming out of this discussion, I'm realizing how much more I've got to figure out and watch. There's always something you could pick up every time you do it. Like but every like, time, it's like I ride at Disneyland. Every time you ride a ride at Disneyland, you notice something new. You know, there's always subtext that even if it's not meant to be there, it's it could be there in your mind. Well, I see a lot of things in my mind. Anyway, well, that's a different what, story. <laughs> what, do you, what do you guys think, just in, in, in rewatchability, the original trilogy versus these movies versus the the, the prequels you, that that they could just be watched over and over and over and over again. You think they've got that same quality more? Yeah, less? I do. All the, I gotta no. say is, is, in my house, all these movies are always being watched. And then you you ask how many times you've seen Force Awakens? I'm gonna say fifty, sixty. I don't know. Oh wow! My brother will put it on and it plays. You know, all the Star Wars movies, he'll get into a, um, you know, get oh, into he'll, something. He'll have a week to kill? I live with two women, and one of them is a 17-year-old teenager, so uh, I don't get to watch them as much as I want. Well, I mean, like I said, that the Star Wars is always on at my house, basically. They're on so. TNT all the time. As right far now. as the rewatchability of specific movies, that basically comes down to your own personal list. The only one I can't watch over and over is Phantom Menace. Yeah, and I, don't, I, already, I don't even think it's a bad movie. I just think it doesn't it doesn't hold the interest for me. Like I'll watch Attack of the Clones before I watch The Phantom Menace. See, I can't. I Attack of the Clones, the whole middle of the movie, and Anakin's whine, incessant whining. He does just, whine a lot. It's just he does a lot more whining than never get nothing. And maybe again, that's, maybe that's where <laughs> Kylo Ren gets. it I actually from. was doing uh, was George Lopez an influence on that. <laughs> I actually was doing a. <laughs> 
<laughs> I actually had done a uh, rewatch. I had actually had done a rewatch of the uh, prequels at one point, and I came to the realization that Episode Two Anakin is ten times more annoying than Jar- Episode One Jar Jar. Where do you think he stands versus Kylo and their annoyance of of their childlike uh, complaining? Well, I mean, Anakin killed a lot of people, whereas Kylo just seems to like breaking things. <laughs> yeah, like helmets. Helmets and consoles. That's done now, huh? What? You're not going to see Kylo Ren with a helmet anymore. No, Probably not. I thought Unless was... he comes out with a new one next time. Right. I actually, now that Snoke's gone and after Snoke making fun of his helmet, he, he might, might have a new helmet next he time. He might come with a different one. Big but, one like, uh, like Darth helmet? I... <laughs> <laughs> what if he has like his outfit, but with Darth Vader, like a Darth combo helmet? Because he wants to have that voice, though. Yeah. You know? That's why I said I wouldn't be surprised that after the the shit Snoke talked about his helmet that he doesn't come back in episode uh, nine with a helmet. Uh, well, we'll see. Uh, one one last thing I alluded to earlier. What do we think the uh, time frame is going to be? I think you have to do a little jump. I think you got to do one of the bigger jumps that's ever been done between movies. Five or ten years. I agree. Can I almost you, have to can think. You pull off five or ten years with those characters. Well, you can because we're get, well, we're getting a movie in two years, but can you age Ray and Kylo to be believable to be ten years older? Five or do you maybe jump five? Yeah, yeah, maybe five. Some real time is going to have to have gone by. They, they're like, where is it left? Right. Well, in reality, well, because there's nowhere for them to go immediately after what they're doing right now. They're no, down, no, they're just a little band. They need to go in hiding. They have to go into hiding, and they have to build back up the. Re- the new rebellion. Three, three to five. I'm gonna go with three to five. Because you have a, you figure there's three years there's in between uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Right. So I mean, you have to figure that. Uh, which is obviously, if they do do a big time and, jump, and and isn't it about the same between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back? No, I think it's about a year on that one. Okay, that's about a year. But uh, you have to believe that uh, the time if they do do a time jump, that it's gonna make the whole. Carry. It makes it easier because it she makes dies it off screen. Of, she could die off screen in the in the interim. I, I say natural causes. I don't even say it was in a battle. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I've actually seen people that have actually done uh, quick little uh, like uh, ideas where uh, you start episode nine with her funeral okay, or something so, like that. Right. So she dies right off screen. It's in the crawl. Where at what point? I'm sorry. Requestion the. The question then is, who's in charge? Is it uh, Poe? Maybe yeah, if it's that many years down the line, maybe I, he's I he's reproved that, himself. And yeah, I think that they've set up. He's General uh, General Dameron. I think that they've set him up to basically be the the head of the resistance because the other the other the other lady's dead. The giant schnoz chick doesn't seem to want to be in charge. What what else do you call her? Does she even have a know. name? They all <laughs> the do, British lady like, with the giant nose. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh no yeah. i agree i agree that your hierarchy at this point at, at some point is actually going to be become very similar where you go from star wars where basically everybody's nobody's to the beginning of empire strikes back where you got luke they're all commanders luke is commander uh han's technically a commander but he's still being referred to as captain solo uh and all stuff like that and then by uh, return of the jedi you get uh, Lu- uh, Han and Lando both becoming generals. generals. So at some point, 
yeah, you're going to have to look at that hierarchy where if there is a new rebellion and there is going to be a command structure, you got to believe that Poe is definitely way up there. If not, if it's if not, not Poe, we get a new character. If not, yeah. If what not, if, what if, if out of respect, Kylo Ren allows the the uh, funeral of Princess Leia? No, to go. That's on. not going to happen. And no. that's and that's where no. the and that's where the spark comes from. No, because it's in the past. What do you mean? They had to die. Princess Leia is in his past. He he was his willing to kill is, his mom. Yeah, his mother is in his yeah, past. But she, if she's dead, then what is who but cares? The whole, if the, whole to have a the whole killing of Snoke was him saying, "I can end all this. I need to completely cut off my past and we move forward." Because he even threw, uh, he even said, "It's time for it all to die." The Sith, the Jedi. So he wouldn't even refer to himself as a Sith. Right. It's dead. He, he do you won't, think? He won't he, that. Do you think that otherwise he thinks he's a Sith? No. no. I think that he thinks he's something special. Yeah. And Ray. No, that's why he wanted Ray. He's like, we're yeah, the two most powerful. Well, yeah, we create something get it new. In. <laughs> well, I mean, besides that, he wants to. He wants to be king. He wants, he wants to, her to be his queen. Right. Basically. So he's wait. So he's George Bush. Oh no! Wait. <laughs> huh? No. Uh, I thought he was Simba. But yeah, <laughs> no. I think at some point you're gonna when the, the new one starts, you're gonna have that hierarchy of uh, Poe. C-3PO. Or somebody else oh, up there. <laughs> uh, you're going to have Finn will probably be a commander. Or yeah, something. it'll be a command. He came into his own. He, yeah, Finn, Finn came into his own. Finn proved himself. Uh, Rose is obviously probably going to be up there. You got, you're going to have that little the new the new hierarchy, uh, whether uh, whatever uh, Wraith thinks she's going to be, whether she's going to be a, a you know, military commander or whether she's just going to have herself separate as maybe the new uh, bridge to the Jedi or something like that. Uh, we'll have to wait and see, but yeah, I definitely agree on a big jump. One of the uh, probably the biggest jump I think it will have. I don't see any other way around it with the fact that everything's left in shambles. I can see a few years, five, maybe five to ten, but I think ten's pushing it. Tim, ten's like the yeah. most possible. And and again, you're you're right with the aging of the characters, but they're most of these people are young. You right, know, they can make them look a little older. Right, because you've basically gotten rid of, well, you've killed off two of your older characters, and you've had one. You know, we've lost obviously yeah. with Carrie. So I mean, you don't have to worry about aging Han or Luke, or you put a little bit of Princess gr- Leia for you the put a little bit of the gray. A little bit of gray in Poe's hair. A little bit, a little bit of gray in uh, in in. I mean, we're gray, talking about people. That, we're talking about people that are in their twenties and thirties. Right. Five to ten years ain't gonna really make them look that much different. A little bit of gray in the in the side of the whatever, like Superman. You know, it's all Superman. Good. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Diggs, how many years do you think? <clears throat> I would say five. I'm gonna go with five. I think ten ten years is long. We'll find out in two. Yep. Really have to be that long? <laughs> no, we get solo in six months. Yep. Yeah, but then we have to wait what a year and a half for another movie. No, we might only have to wait a year if they decide to if they change their mind and decide to do uh, episode nine in May, which they aren't aren't they planning on doing that? Wasn't that yeah. the yeah? I think so actually. Yeah, so it's only a year right. once solo comes out. Ah, oh, no more Christmas tradition. I guess I'll have to keep my heart beating that long. <laughs> Try some veggies. Right, yeah, real... <laughs> you eat some veggies. I do. I just eat a lot of them. All right, real quick. Did you know 
Did you know that uh, Garrett Edwards was in there? <clears throat> yes, he was one of the uh, little speed, the crate speeder drivers. Yeah. He's, I think he's the fourth one you see. He's the scruffy looking one you see. Damn. So you, you know who was, not, who was not in this? Was uh, Billy D. Williams? Yes. No, he definitely wasn't in it. But uh, uh, Matt Parkman, fighter, uh, uh, fighter pilot. What's it uh, from? Snap. From, Snap wasn't in it. From the, the chubby bearded. Uh, yeah, Snap. From Heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Parkman in Heroes. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, Greg Grunberg? Yeah, Greg Grunberg. Yeah, there you go. Where is he? Yeah, isn't he so dead? Supposedly, people were saying that you see that he's in the first battle. But he's a J.J. Abrams guy. Yeah, he's right? a J.J. So watch guy. Him, watch him show up in episode oh, he'll, nine. Oh, guarantee he's back in episode nine. Guarantee he's back in episode nine. But where, where would he? Oh, he could have been. I guess he could have. No. How, they all fit on the Falcon, right? Yeah, there can't be that many. Left. I don't know. They all, ever, the whole resistance fits on the Falcon. There is no resistance left. The rebels, yeah, the rebels, but like there was a small. It was only a small amount. It was only a handful that you saw. That was it. Yeah. I mean, they got wiped out. So, all right, we're good. Anything else? Last, last. Dan wants to go home. <coughs> oh yeah, but yeah. I don't have anything else. Uh, I, 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 really, I really would like to hear from some of our listeners, though. Yes. Uh, please let us know your thoughts. Did we forget something? Is there anything that we didn't cover? Is there anything you completely disagree with? Mousepire at gmail.com. Subject or, line, The Last Jedi. Or just message us through the Facebook page since emails are rough, apparently. Uh, yeah. People don't know how to put words together. Yeah, apparently. Or they're too busy moving. You know what? Or... How about this? <laughs> if you don't, don't want to write something down with text, Record a video and send it to us. That could be done, too. If it's good enough, maybe we'll play it on the uh, show next week. Oh, just real quick. Maybe. Uh, maybe. I, I think we talked about, did we? We mentioned uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, that he played the... Foghorn Leghorn. Foghorn Leghorn. You parked in the wrong spot. Yeah, he's the one who turns in Rose and Finn that they parked on the beach. Yeah, they parked on the beach so you get tackled. So that's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Mark Hamill is the BBA and, gambler. Yeah, Mark Hamill uh, was revealed that he did a voiceover for another character. It's not confirmed, but most people figure that he's the one putting money into BB-8. Because they think BB-8's a uh, slot machine? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, yeah, well, she mentioned that one of the noises that he makes sounded very Joker-like. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, yeah, as we mentioned, the uh, some of the other cameos all got cut out. So, as far as I know, that was it. Now we got to wait on the DVD. I mean, the blue. Oh, people no keep one... thinking that <laughs> keep th- people keep thinking that one of the guys that dies at the beginning is James Corden, but that hasn't been confirmed. Hmm. James, the guy that's got the late night show. Yeah, one of the the one of the guys that dies in the bomber. One of the attack. guys that sings carpool karaoke. Yeah, <laughs> I know yeah. you're talking about. There's a guy in the bomber attack that one of the pilots looks just like James Corden, and people think that he it's him. Hmm. It has not been confirmed, but it has also not been denied. So There's so much. I'm sure we'll have more to talk about on one of the other shows. Yeah, the only thing to talk about is this, on. though. Mardi Gras. Where's this from? Canto Bite. Is it? Yeah. This is the music they're playing as they're doing that great trolley uh, dolly shot through the uh, casino. It's a little uh, cantina there, huh? There's a bit. But there's also some uh, definitely... Uh, Dexter. 
What do you call that right there? That's some uh, I Dream of Genie right there. Oh. A little bit, yeah. A little Middle East flavor. Is that a sitar? Oh, right there. Well, there's definitely some interesting uh, music uh, instruments in here. Some different callbacks. I know that I was reading something that there's some uh, references to some old movies in this. Yeah, like I Dream of Genie and the Cantina sequence. Well, no, not older than that, actually. Oh, not Star Wars or... Well, I mean, I Dream of Genie isn't... It's not I Dream of Genie. I Dream of Genie is a specific thing, but... I heard it. Yeah. But it was something before it was I Dream of Genie. But, uh, yeah, I really like this. It was really cool. It's the only, it's the only thing I was going to play. Because I really thought it was really... Yeah. Oh. Cool. I like that song. I think I'm gonna use it for a ringtone. Okay. <laughs> I wanna I wanna use it for my ringtone the, so sound, the, the sound of our intro music. The sound the <laughs> porg makes when he's like when he's like sees Chewie eating his mom or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that was dirty. <laughs> kind of. Now that's the one that's in the cockpit with Chewie. Oh. I think that's what that clip's from. Chewie's only keeping him around for a snack. It's gotta be. <laughs> Mm, snacks. <laughs> Ooh. Speaking of snacks, this is about that time I need to um, do my shot and eat something. Oh, just speaking of snacks real quick, let's just talk about uh, green milk. Green milk? Let's not talk about green milk. I can't drink uh, You don't it. want to talk about green no, milk? I don't want to talk about it. Or blue milk. You don't want to talk about uh, Luke milking that, that uh, was the, sea why, cow? Why was that necessary? <laughs> he was trying to make himself look as disgusting as possible so that she would leave. That look on He gave her that look like, <laughs> yeah. He gave her that look like, yeah, I'm disgusting. You really want me to come save you? Yeah. You don't want me. I'm Look at me. I'm look like He didn't even like the taste of the milk. It reminded me of in Ghostbusters when Rick Moranis is drinking the hot water with coffee once he becomes... Uh, the demon, the, yeah. Oh, Rick Moranis the, is yeah, one of the greatest. He's drinking the drinking the hot water for the hot coffee water, and he just starts making this face. <laughs> I just watched that yesterday too. I, don't, I gotta, I gotta watch that again. It's a good movie too. I think it's when she's on the phone with uh, with Bill Murray, and she tells him, "Oh, we definitely." Bill Murray says, "We definitely got to get these two together," yeah, and then yeah, he makes yeah. that face. It, that's what's and the uh, and. Uh, and, uh, Harold Ramis. Yeah, Harold Ramis yeah. says, I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> so any uh, final thoughts? Uh, no, looking forward to episode nine to see where this goes. I think it was. Get- it was yeah. unexpected. The ending was very unexpected. But, I mean, it kept me wanting more to see. Like, It's kind of hard to imagine. And I don't want to go off on this too much. But it's kind of hard to imagine that this was the middle movie. Like, This could have been the end. And it oh, yeah. Been, it would have been fine. Yeah, it ended like a end movie. Yeah, but, which but, just leads you to think, where are they going to? Right, which is where you could do another three. Well, that's why exactly why this is a movie. One of the first movies I think of all. It's probably the first movie of all the Star Wars movies where you leave the movie not knowing what could what's going to yeah, happen. It could go anywhere. I mean, episode one, you left it. Oh, all this stuff could happen. Episode two, you left it. Oh, all this stuff could happen. I mean, the whole prequels, you basically knew a lot of what you could happen. What was, but I but mean, you knew eventually what was going to happen. But even with uh, After Force Awakens, there were so many things in your mind of what could happen in Episode Eight. Well, none of those things happened. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they could have ended the whole thing on this, right? 
Exactly. But I would have been upset if it was the end because there's just so many unanswered questions. It's like I don't feel like at the end of at the end of Revenge of the Sith there weren't a lot of unanswered questions. Well, that was the end of the trilogy, though. No, that would be well, like that was the end of that. What I'm saying is they couldn't have ended. They could have ended this one here, right? But there would have been still so many unanswered questions that they really couldn't have. It was the it was a big moment at the end, but and then the whole resistance down to nothing. But at the same time, you know, again, at, at the end of three, you know what's going on. It's almost Anakin's like he's turning Darth Vader and right. the babies are going off to be raised somewhere separate. Right. It's almost like as if uh, episode seven and eight are like uh, together and then you're going to have episode nine, which is almost like a standalone. Yeah. Which is going to be the bridge between seven and eight and then presumably 10, and 11, 12. Yeah. So, I mean, this could be basically like you have these two stories. You had a Force Awakens and Jedi, which is. Uh, a story by itself, and then you're going to have episode nine, which is going to be the bridge. Well, here's the question. Are they going to continue making these in trilogies, or are they just going to keep making movies? Well, uh, we get the standalones. Ryan Johnson's trilogy, he really hasn't even said what it's going to be, so it doesn't about necessarily... Snoke. It doesn't, <laughs> he won't, it doesn't he necessarily to do need to be own, 10, 11, and 12. It's he just wants a new to trilogy do his own trilogy. The right. Sky, it, I think what can be said safely is that the Skywalker, with episode nine, whatever was left of the Skywalker legacy is done. Well, unless they go back. Unless Ray ends up being something that we don't know. Right. We didn't even touch on that, but that's We didn't time. really touch Th- on that. That's another time, another place. I think yeah. Yeah. I don't could, I don't think Kylo was talking about. We definitely could have talked another hour about oh, this yeah, movie. For sure. Diggs, anything last worth a second viewing? Oh yes. I need to go check it out again. Worth a seventeenth viewing? Yes. <laughs> and uh, maybe then the, the this time I go I won't have so much popcorn. <laughs> no, no promises. Exactly, no promises. What happened with the popcorn? My blood sugar went up. He wasn't paying attention. I know. Late. You had to go poo poo. <laughs> no, my blood sugar Whoa. went up. No, it just went that. What'd you do? You had brought to take it back a shot down. right there in the thing. No. Watch finish the movie, right? Of course. No, you took a poo poo. Yeah, <laughs> took a poo poo. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I I think that uh, I think that things could go just about anywhere at this point, and that's what's kind of cool about it. But I mean, also at the end of. At the end of six, what's where? What are we left with? How is it? How, remind me how it winds up at the end of six. The Empire's defeated, presumably. The Emperor's dead. Death Star is destroyed. Our heroes are all together. The second Death Star is destroyed. Second Death Star is destroyed. Right. Our heroes are all together to build, and presumably everything's hunky yeah, dory. And they're partying with the Ewoks. And they're partying with Ewoks, and, and dead they have fireworks and de- <laughs> and dead stormtrooper parts. I want their original. That we. So I want the original song. That's my point, though, is that yep, no. the original trilogy, six ends with Hunky Dory, right? When three ends, it's... And Hayden it's, Christensen. It's sad. That's the moment I cried up, cried during Star Wars, is that at the end of episode three, you know, the uh, he's sad, Padme, you know, where's Padme? And then she's, just, she's died in childbirth, and these babies are going off, and I'm just bawling, you know? I think that's incredibly sad, but they're going to have to... You know, one one finishes up really happy, and the other one finishes up really sad. So, I mean, how are they going to wind up this this trilogy, where it produces what one of those feelings, a different feeling? What do you guys think? I think we'll find out in two years. Well, I don't want to wait. Too, yeah, I don't. I want to know too, now. Too much speculation, my friend. Too much speculation. I don't know now. 
All right, well, that's going to do it for us. No further thoughts. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah, we will be seeing you guys on our next regular episode of the Mousefire Podcast. Otherwise, you can hear more about the wars in between now and then. And then solo. Nothing but solo. Nothing (laughs) but solo will be coming in May of 2018. Memorial Day, right around there. Somewhere around there, we will get... The Ron Howard solo. Oh, that's right. It's Don't look at Ron me like Howard that. Like you forgot You're that looking Ron for Howard. Clint Howard. I know. I'll be looking out for uh, for uh, for Baylock. <laughs> Until next time, may the force be with you. I'm Anthony. I'm Dan. I'm Tim. And I'm Diggs. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Dramatic silence. This podcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Audio, sound bites, and other clips are property of their copyright holders. All original stuff is ours and property of mousepire.com. Calling all porgs and wookies! You're listening to Mousepire's Star Wars The Last Jedi spoilerific review show. Uh, let me do it without Star Wars. Calling all porgs and wookies. You're listening to Mousepires, The Last Jedi spoilerific review show, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, porgs and wookies, you're listening to Star Wars, The Last Jedi spoilerific review show, brought to you by these idiots at Mousepire. <laughs>